Hey everyone, welcome to BJJ and Brews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Noah John. Before we get started with today's conversation with Paul Rodriguez, head coach at American Top Team Orlando, or as we like to call it, a tribe martial arts community. Chris and I would like to give a shout out and a big thank you to Nicole Cooley from Constellation Brands for providing us with some Corona hard seltzer, which fueled the podcast. Nicole, thank you so, so much. If any of you out there are really into seltzers, you want to check them out. They're super awesome and delicious. Paul, thank you for making the time for record this conversation with us. We had a blast. We hope you had a blast as well. And most importantly, to those of you listening, we hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we enjoyed making it. Enjoy the show. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about Eli puking. <laughs> Eli is the king of puking. So, like, what do you attribute that to? I, it's, he can push himself harder than anybody, any normal person can, right? Like, is that well, ultimately what it is? We just say he just... <laughs> That's a weak stomach. <laughs> That's what I prefer saying. But it might be that. That's a nice way to say he's, yeah. he's got the willpower. Yeah, we have no clue. He just drinks too much, we think, you know. <laughs> is it... I mean, like, I... <laughs> Because he's puking up. It's like a dry heave every time. I mean, like, it's recorded, but I never actually get a good shot of it. Oh, no, no, no. Last time, no, no. He was actually chucking up water last time. Oh, was it? was like, whoa. <laughs> it was bad, man. <laughs> How's your weight cutting going? Mine? Ab- yeah. Abs, oh, no, abs are no, coming. No, I'm, I'm on track, so I got what? What's, what's the day today? <sighs> Today's what, the 10th? The 10th. Yeah, April 10th. Yeah, so 10th. I have five weeks, so I'll be right on track. I'll be. What did you start at? Like 95, 96. <laughs> you were 90. You, Jesus. Yeah, well, we were on a ski. I mean, like, you know, we, we were on four skiing trips in about four weeks there. So we were just eating and drinking. And, you know, so when we came back in January, it was Noah was there. He he saw me on the slopes that night. So oh, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of momentum. Oh, well, a lot of gravity at play. And he's the best gear of the group, but he didn't look that. Yeah, no, I, I got my lift ticket taken away, if that says anything. I, have, have, have you ever known anyone that got a lift ticket taken away? <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. This is, this, I've never skied in my life. So what are, what are grounds for getting your lift ticket taken away? <laughs> I, well, one of them is being too intoxicated. <laughs> they don't trust that you're actually skiing safely. So, so I had a group of rangers follow me down the mountain, and you know it was bad. So, but no, it was just like I said. We were, it was December. We were you know December and early January. We did a lot of skiing trips, so we were you know having a good time at the end of the year. And you know, I knew going into next year that just just gonna try to turn around. So, what? Because um, once I started working out with with you and Eli. I've sort of like forgotten about any sort of programming, not that I was into that much, but what is kind of like, what is the program that you're following or what, what's kind of the mindset you have going into this when planning each week with Eli? Because you were doing it for Eli. I looked at it as that you were getting, obviously you in shape, but also you're getting yeah, Eli so ready once, for Yeah, so once he realized he wasn't, once we realized that this whole corona thing was going down and he wasn't fighting anymore, we kind of switched things up a little bit and um, went into more like GPP, general preparation stuff. So, um Prior to that, it was more just, you know, getting him in shape and, and, and getting him stronger and getting him in shape and getting, at the same time, not putting any weight on him. But um, obviously, since he wasn't fighting, we kind of switched things up a little bit and stuff. So it's, it's changed a little bit. Now we're just trying to uh, do some general prep. We're not doing anything, anything too crazy and stuff like that. You know, we are doing a still push-pull upper body, lower body thing. We're not doing necessarily a, 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 a bro split or a, a bodybuilding split or anything like that yet. But... Um, we're close to it, but we haven't, <laughs> we haven't done anything that when yet. When do but. you, in your programming, like at what point 
Like, what's the purpose of the bro split? Like, where would you fit that in, and for what purpose? Oh, just aesthetics. Just, to, really, just really pure really aesthetics. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, season's coming. Bro. Yeah, just Ab- you know, coming. Yeah, hashtag. no, just pure aesthetics. Yeah, so, like, no, I, I like I said, I don't, I'm not a big proponent of it. I, don't, I think it's the, obviously, the, the bodybuilders, all the guys who, you know, the fitness physiques and the pro bodybuilders all use that thing so it has a good track record in that sense but it actually has the biggest track record of people not getting in shape because pretty much 99 percent of the people in traditional gyms are on that type of workout and they all look like crap so so it, it is what it is you know so but it, it is it is good switch up because especially for me and eli if we do more traditional strength training or more you know sports specific stuff it is fun just to di- to change it up once in a while and that's kind of what we've been doing the last month here in this this lockdown you know so how much has your weight training and your strength and conditioning changed over the years i mean i've uh, i've known you for a while now and i've so, seen it kind of evolve yeah it has and it hasn't you know because man in 2000 like when i got my like you know when i graduated back in the day and i got my cscs i was i was super into it i was on top of everything now i'm barely uh fuck man i might like I, I don't know. Like so, so now I'm barely. I I still like follow a lot of the research, but I you know I still have a, a membership to PubMed, but I barely look at the stuff anymore. So before it was like, and some of that is just because if you stay on there too long, no matter you you can just find whatever you want to do, you can find evidence to support your ideas. It's probably like everything in life, you know. So um, if you if you have an opinion, you can probably find some sort of evidence to back your opinion. It's just true. It's definitely true with weight training. So. Um, that's, that's so so I, I'd say it switched, but um, the stuff that I had uh, uh, progress with back in the day, I'm, I'm still kind of like when you said about kettlebells. I used to be big into kettlebells back in between like '03 and '010, you know, like like 2010. And I just I kind of got away from it and stuff, but I've like you know, like I said, I know how to use them and stuff. But um, but when I look at some of the stuff, you know, it's good, but I just I'm just not on top of it as much. So so yes, it has evolved. Yes, it has trained. But I think more, I'm still, I'm really into instinctive training now. I'm still, I'm really into like, especially with all the, if you train martial arts and you do a lot of stuff, man, I don't care what program you're on. Sometimes when you get to the gym in the morning, you're just not going to hit those numbers. You're just not going to hit those weights. Um, so if you, you know, you spar the day before and you grapple the night before and then you got to come in the weight room in the morning, eight in the morning, you're just not going to hit those numbers. So you got to be pretty instinctive in what you're doing. And, and you have to have a lot of years to know what that means. So like for... I, I, I'm hesitant to say that because a lot of I don't want to. How do I say this? It's your opinion. Well, no, no, I, Matt, you know, it, it, no, it is, but I, I don't want to give the pussies enough. Like, okay, I don't feel good today, so I'm not going to train hard. <laughs> and that's usually why I don't ever talk about stuff like that, and so I don't talk about overtraining because it just gives pussies an excuse to not train or not do. Okay, I'm just because you feel like shit every day. I feel like shit. Like, that's not what I'm saying. You know, I'm saying that you know, like, so. So do you like? I was listening to a podcast the other day about. Um, with a very who it was, but he was talking about how they, oh, it was a uh, um, Adesanya, I think it was, where he, like they take their VO2 max or their their variable heart rate in the morning, and they can tell whether they're overtrained or not, and they use that as like a metric of how hard they're going to go that day. Do you subscribe to that sort of thing? Or yeah, we'll see. So so yeah, I, I think there's some some validity to that, but I I don't even need to go that far. I could just wake up and know. I don't I don't need to put anything on my chest and know. Um, you know, after, I don't know, 30 years of training, you kind of just know, like, um, 
how you feel sometimes, you know, and granted, like I said, you, there's, there's motivational things, there's mental things, there's stressors in your life, but I, 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 I do agree with that, you know, but I know all the guys who've have put a lot of, a lot of time in their training. There, there is some, some, um, value in instinctive training, you know, but like I said, I'm, I'm cautious in saying that cause that just gives guys who just are lazy and guys who are wusses like, Oh, I don't, I'm, Oh, I'm tired or I'm sore. Or I'm this, I'm that like, bitch you've been training like a few years and like you know you're not you know you're just lazy you know you're you're just tired so um on the on and i'll say this we always err on the side of going harder than lighter you know like it's hardly ever that we'll, we'll you know but but so in terms of like actually programming stuff we have guidelines but we don't have any strict 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 numbers that we follow and stuff like that you know and then obviously we'll 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 you know obviously especially when when guys are fighting or you're competing we that's more important than anything in the weight room you know so um what they're doing on the mats is more important than anything of that so how do you like do you think it's possible to to develop a strength and conditioning or improve your numbers improve your strength improve your endurance no with the lifting no no no, no. <laughs> while also training no but no like, it's like it's an either or sort of thing yes you you can only ride fucking you have one ass you can't ride two horses so yes you you are not going to get stronger um so you can get stronger while you're training yes but you can't get stronger while you're training to compete you can't get stronger while you're training to fight like now if you're a beginner you can get strong like if you're a beginner you just, you're you're weak already so you can get stronger doing anything so but after a few years of training no you're not going to add numbers to your to your strength training you know you're not going to you're not going to lower your 40 time you're not going to lower your your 4 minute mile you're not going to yeah I mean your mile I'm sorry in a 4 minute mile but you're not going to lower your mile time while you're getting ready for a fight and nor should you even be trying so yeah that's that's the thing you can't you can't do both things at one time, you know. So you, what's whatever's more important. If if deadlifting is more important than winning your fight, then deadlift. If winning your fight is mm -hmm. more important than training for your fight, but now can you get stronger in between them when you're not in the gym as much and you're you're actually physically trying to get stronger? I think there's certain numbers that people should always try to hit. Um, certain guidelines that people should try to hit in between camps and stuff like that. So that that's you know like. You should be able to deadlift two times your body weight. If you can't, then you should be in the gym, you know. Like, but once you get past that, maybe you don't need any more than that. So, stuff like that, I think, is is is. So, is if you're in off season and and you're an MMA fighter, you're a jujitsu fighter, and you want to develop your technique, is it a fruitless ever effort to be like, I want to develop my technique by putting hours in on the mat, and also I want to get stronger by developing. You so, know, the, is is that an also an either or proposition? No, not at all. Because you can you can drill technique and you can. Um, improve your strength in in the gym at the same time yes what you can do is you can't spar um you can't condition the fight you can't like chris was saying you you, you can't put a heart rate monitor on and get your vo2 max up for your mm -hmm. uh, and train intensely and then go into the weight room and say okay i'm gonna deadlift heavy i'm gonna deadlift 90 percent of my one rep max tonight because that's just not gonna happen um so you can't do those two things but if you're just drilling throughout the day and then you're going to kick ass at night but if you think you're going to kick ass at night, then kick ass in the afternoon, then kick ass, you know, later that night, it's just not going to happen, you know. So something's got to give there and stuff like that. So it just depends on where you're at in your in your training phase and, and and where you're at in general, you know. Like I said, once most guys, once they're professional athletes, they should probably have enough strength. That's probably why they're professionals because they've already developed that strength. To, Compete. But they have to put some effort to maintain it. It's not like it doesn't. So uh, yeah. So uh, yes and no. Like I, I actually think that maintaining strength. I think this is. I say this all the time, and I'm, I'm saying this right now because we're kind of shut down for you guys that come back after not training for a month. And you know, if you come back and you're like, I've been trained in a month, and 
I'm out of shape. I'm like, bitch, you were never in shape because you don't. It, it takes a long time to get in shape, but it takes some time to lose it too. It's the same thing with strength. It takes a long time to get strong, but it takes a long time to lose that strength too. That's, that's one of those things. Like, it's yeah. easy to maintain it for it's sure. Easy, like, the body doesn't spend all its resources building strength and all that to just lose it overnight. Right? Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, because so I resource hungry. Because I, I don't. It's, it's going to be weird of me saying this, but I went through a phase where I didn't. Tr- I didn't weight train for man six seven years and i mean i didn't really lose that much strength you didn't weight train for six or seven like you mean like on a program you did just like no i probably didn't go to the gym i, okay. I mean i actually I, I i know this because i had a membership at um where did i have a membership at la fitness i had a membership at la fitness and um for like five years and I never went I just but I would always say I'm going back the next month kind of like everyone does with everything but <laughs> like literally I was paying a membership for five years and I was like oh, I'm going to go next month I'm going to start next month I'm going to start next month and I never canceled it but I just paid for five years and um, I never went you know and I think eventually like my That's car funny because I've heard like Stan Efferding say like he, he has the analogy of he, he again he believes it's like it takes more effort to increase I, th- I think he's talking about strength and muscle size but in his case, but it takes more effort to do it, but half the effort to maintain it. So same sort of idea where it's like to gain, you need to put in this effort from diet and and exertion and whatever program you're doing. But then when you need to maintain that, you don't need to be at that level of intensity. Gaining in order to create grains, you have to provide enough stimulus to be able to stimulate change. Right. And like the natural processes that are involved with that, but like to maintain once you've reached that level, then Right, like that's just a matter. Of well, again, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I, like I said, like, like, I'm just saying, like, where I'm, I could not live for two years and come back and probably get to where I'm at now in like six weeks. And how much do you attribute that to just the certain level of exertion you do just through martial arts training? Like, how that's that's got to be what's no, helping well, you maintain. Well, right? well no, no, maybe a little bit, but no, just like I said, I just think it's just because like the. The human body, as just like I said, it's it's just kind of nat- it's just naturally known, like, especially people who like you don't lose strength as fast as you think you do. You don't lose conditioning as fast as you think you do either. That's why when people are like, "I took a week off and now I can't breathe," I'm like, "Bitch, you weren't in shape. Like you, you don't lose your conditioning in a week. You know, you is that lose, a, you, it takes it takes eight to twelve weeks to get conditioning. It takes eight to twelve weeks to lose conditioning. Like, so is it a matter of their they feel that way because they're performing it's, movements less yeah, efficiently. It's psychological. So it's a timing a thing. Bit, and stuff, a little like, bit of it, yeah. Um, it's a I don't know a coping mechanism. I guess it's a it's an excuse. I guess you know. Like I, <laughs> but I just know that that's not the case. I know like I know you you know you would have felt like this eight weeks ago. You know, it's just it's just not that. It's, that's not the case. You know, so it takes a little bit longer than people think to. That's why, like even now, like I said, we've been out for like four weeks now. Like I said, if you were if you weren't in great shape, you're not going to be in great shape when you come back. If you were in good shape before you left, you're not going to be that bad when you come back. It's just it's just. In fact, that's why I say like some people are like, I've been out two weeks. I'm like, well, fuck, you should feel like a million bucks today. Then like like how, how many guys have taken two weeks off right? and come back and felt like you didn't you didn't get out of shape in those two weeks? You feel like a million bucks when you're back because you were in good shape when you left. You know, like you didn't lose conditioning in two weeks. You know, so it's a little bit like that with strength. You know, so and and, and strength is definitely. A skill so that's the other reason why you don't lose it you know like there's a there's technique in it there's you know so so like that you know if you know how to deadlift and stuff you have you know if you yeah. have the proper motor patterns and stuff you know it just it's easier to groove back when you come back and stuff so so what is your advice to people right now who have no access to to the tribe 
and limited access to things like weights. I don't know. Work on your mental health. That's like, <laughs> I honestly, like, like, this is gonna sound bad, but if I see one more person armbar a fucking pillow or or, or 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 do a lunge with a fucking laundry detergent fucking thing, I'm gonna lose my shit. You know, I'm, I'm like, and, I, and I'm trying not to be pessimistic, but I'm I'm like literally watching people go knee on stomach on a basketball, and I'm like, what? It's just it's driving me fucking insane. You know, like like I you know, granted, I, and I get you're trying to do something, you know, but it's just like no, I I actually no one's doing this except for the 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 people the influencers on fucking they're like, hey, do this, you know. So no one's really doing Doing this. No one's like grabbing their wife and moving the coffee table and slamming them in a triangle in the fucking living room, you know. Like, just, I, I know this is not happening, so I'm just like, but so I, I don't know what the solution is. If you're already fitness minded and health minded, you're already running and hiking and you're doing some push ups, you know. You don't, you're not actually grabbing the fucking milk jugs and trying to do curls in your fucking kitchen, you know. It's just, it's driving me insane, but, but I, I get it, you know. Everyone's got to market, everyone's got to look like they're, they're, they're doing something and shit, you know, and, and, Stuff like that, so I, I don't know, but but um, my advice would be just you know heal your body. Definitely, like I'd really would work on your mind and stuff. You know, read some books. You know, <laughs> like like literally, like that's that. Like you should be. Studying. Is that what you've been doing more of? No, that's uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing a lot of. You know, I've been no, but don't get me wrong, I've been training a lot, but um, but yeah, no, that that would be my advice. That's why I literally haven't until we started filming some videos today to review some stuff. But that's why, I like, I, like some of the virtual stuff. You know, I'm like, you know, they're like. Uh, they popped up on my feed. I'm watching guys do jumping jacks in the living room and shit, you know. And I'm like, who, who the fuck is doing this? You know, who the fuck is doing this? Like, like who, like who, you know, like who's doing this? You know, I just, like, ah, you know. And I'm like, and cool if you are. If you are, that's cool. But like, like just, just go, go to the park and hike. You know, go walk. Like I don't know, you know. So, um, but some of the shit I see out there, people are bearing bowling their fucking dining room chairs and shit. I'm like, I, I, I mean, I, I Jesus Christ, man, like. Like ladder jujitsu, I saw someone with a ladder that they. Yeah, so I'm saying, it's, it's, I know this is for views or likes, or if they really want the person to go grab a dining room chair and fucking work on going inverted on the dining room chair, like, <laughs> like, like, literally, is this is this really what you think is going to improve their jujitsu, or you just you just like want to get a like and you want to be like, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm really in a positivity. I want you to be positive, but like, like, there's other ways to be positive about telling them to do stupid fucking shit, you know? Well, I'm so, wondering. I'm just kind of wondering what, just and this is I I, I like this, but I'm just wondering. If like 20 years ago, before social media was so prevalent, before it existed, how would this, how would this have, this pandemic been influenced by that? Because so much of what we talk about, oh, we'd probably be a lot happier. Like I think you know, well, that, that's yeah. independent of of having a pandemic. Like mm -hmm. I mean, I think people have shown it's like depression's gone up because of social media. <laughs> it's like we're like getting kids are getting wired so their dopamine they get little dopamine shots whenever they get a like. Oh, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Like that that's. That's its own kind of thing, but it is it is weird that you know we talk about how news is shared on social media, but now whatever your passion is, whatever your hobby is, whatever your sport is, people in that field are baron bowl. In our case, yeah. We, we, yeah, we're baron bowling uh, tables and stuff. You know, it's funny. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I was listening to an article or on NPR about this, and they were like, you know, these, these like personal trainers who like their lifeblood is like live, you know, yeah, personal yeah, training. And, and, and they're doing, they're going to this like free model on Zoom and whatever the hell it is. And they're yeah. like, oh, they're afraid that when this pandemic's over and people can go back to group classes, that people who have gone to these Zoom will stop doing that because they've lost the value of like the, the actual personal training. They're only going to gravitate towards free content moving forward. But my thought was like, it's sort of like you said, people who are already fitness minded 
they're they're going to stay fitness minded regardless, right? Yeah. Like, and when like, everything's back to normal, they'll just go back to where it was. Right? You're not fucking doing lunges with your Tide bottle, you know? Yeah, you'll like, find something else to do. Yeah, right? you're like, just like yeah, yeah. You're just yeah, you're fucking eating. You know, like it's. It, uh, I don't know. So I'm not like I said. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I saw somebody like arm bar on a pillow the other day. Like, imagine this pillow has an arm. And they're like arm barring it, and I'm, and dude, I, I like I wanted to go jump off the third story of my apartment because I didn't know what the like I was just, like, you know, and I'm and I'm actually like so, a pretty positive guy right now, everything going on, you know, and I'm just so like, I should throw away my grappling dummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just like, like, like you know, it's just you know, um, and I, I, I get it, you know, like you, I don't know, I, I don't get it, but whatever, you know. So, so, so my 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 advice would be like just you know stay active as best you can, you know. I I don't think anybody is is doing some of the shit I see um, in that but but you know like I said go for a walk stay active go 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 for a jog do some push-ups outside you know get outside that's fucking best thing you can do if you, if you can go for a fucking you know that's what this like pandemic and quarantine is I've noticed has been it's like now people can't use the I don't have time excuse anymore yeah, right because we got yeah. all the fucking time mm-hmm. in the world and like and I was kind of trolling people but I didn't really get any of a response of it but like you have the time now and you always use oh I don't have time to exercise before are you exercising now no you're gonna, you say you're gonna read more you got all the fucking time in the world all now. the time in the are world. you reading that more nope no one is and it's like it's been the ultimate filter for what is really important to people and what's mm. not right no. like because if you're a fucking couch potato I almost guarantee yeah you've watched a lot of Netflix you, you've, 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 you've watched that yeah. goddamn Tiger King three times yeah, through already you've watched right? a bunch of shows and shit <laughs> I agree like, yeah no uh, yeah so it's like it's been like sort of like a truer like reflection on ourselves to, to who we really really are right um, and that's you know I, I don't know yeah I don't speaking of which you've um you read that Shakespeare passage the other day you, you don't give yourself enough credit for how good of a speaker you actually are <laughs> um, because I think there's something to teaching class all day and being very clear and concise with your language that forces you to be a better speaker. And you, you've done a very good job of that. Um, so outside of jujitsu and reading, or, or what do you read on a regular basis? Um, so right now, I mean, lately I've been reading a lot of books on finance, unfortunately. So I've been trying to um, read stuff on like, uh, accounting and stuff like that. So I'm I'm, I'm working on a book um, right now on that. Um, definitely, it's an election year, so I've been reading unfortunately too much shit on politics and. and I know who you're not voting for. <laughs> yeah, you know who I'm not voting for. So, um, well, the, but that's not necessarily true. Well, actually, we do. We do know who the nominee is. So, um, we pretty much know who the nominee is on the other side. So, yeah, you. That's that's safe to say. But, but, um, so I've been reading a lot of that and stuff like that. But I haven't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, like, like with the post I made before, I'm, I'm, I'm back on my Shakespeare, Shakespeare tip and stuff. I read the Twelfth Night the other night. So, um, what's your favorite Shakespeare? Uh, story, story, right? Story, yeah, play, story, whatever. As you like. It, okay, that was what you read the passage. From, no, right? that was that was Titus Andronicus. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a, a gory. So yeah, that's probably my favorite one, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, I've it's been a long time. It's been like I said, it's been eight nine years since I was reading it a lot and stuff like that so i kind of got back into it and stuff recently um but yeah no i'm not reading as much as i'd like like i i'd like to say so here's the thing i'm i'm i haven't read any i haven't watched any netflix shows that's for sure um 
and it's funny because I don't want to get sucked in because I I can't get sucked in like everybody else, you know. So I'm like, God, I've never watched Breaking Bad. I've never watched Game of Thrones. I've never watched all these fucking shows, you know. So I'm like, I'm not going to start it because I will be compulsive and watch it. But the other day, I've watched all six fucking Rambo's for some reason. Even though I watched them, even though I've seen all them, six what Rambo's? Even though I've Wait, seen them, like, <laughs> like cable TV. So the funny so, thing I have about ca- this whole thing is he lives in an apartment complex that forces you to have cable. So I have cable. Like I like, like so I don't, if he didn't out of it's not his choice. It's like, not his choice. Like I have to. You have so to. So now it's on. It's like oh look, Rambo's on. Yeah. So I watched Rambo one, and then Rambo two, and then Rambo three, and then Rambo four. Wait, you watched all six. So you, leading up to Last Blood. So I've watched them all, yeah. So just because just they were on. I mean, I've seen them all. I knew the dialogue. I just so like I'm like, should I just start a new summit? So at least I'd be engaged. So I'm, and, like, okay. I, I'm not trying to sound like I'm like I'm not this guy that's like working out and reading twelve hours a day and stuff like that. I'm not that no, don't get me wrong. I'm not that guy and stuff like that. I am training a lot, I am reading more than I did when we were open. Obviously. Which Rambo did you like the most, Paul? I like the first one the best. Do you? Yeah, because like, that's like the true, yeah, the purest yeah, Rambo. I like right? The, I like the first one the best and stuff. You know, it was. I, I have a heart for the second one just it, because, like, that's like my family, right? Like, <laughs> it's like I, 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 Rambo helped save my family, right? Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be here without without John Rambo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but that's what, like so. So no, I mean, I mean, I'm. Not, it's like I said, I, I won't say that I'm like you know. So I, I the other day I was actually thinking, should I just watch a show? Because at least it'd be something new. Because I'm like, you know, because I just have white noise in the background. And it sucks me in, you know. So it's the same with like the Batman. The Batman movies are on every day. It seems like and the oh else? the 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 Dark Knight ones. Yeah, and the Justice League movies are on every day. So I mean, just like I've seen them all so many times and stuff. So I don't know, you know. So. That's kind of been the last month, I guess, you know. But I am I am training a lot, I'm reading a lot, I'm working on a lot of stuff here, but but not as much as I should be though. I, I, I will admit that, you know. So how much from a lifestyle perspective obviously these are unique times, but your day to day as a head instructor and owner of this gym, how has your day to day differed from what it was like when you were a professional fighter fighting actively? <sighs> um, man, that's a good question. How's my day to day different? I, I had a lot less to worry about when I was fighting. I just, that's all I, that's all I worried about. That's all I did. That's all I never had to, I was a lot more disciplined, I should say, you know. A but lot it, more disciplined then? Yeah, but it was easier to be disciplined because all I had to do was just make sure that I, you know, I was, I trained here, I trained here, I recovered here, I recovered here, I made sure I did this, you know, so, so I was very disciplined in, in that sense, you know. Um, I, I'd say I have a lot more responsibility now, which I'm not as disciplined as, you know, which, which I should be more disciplined in terms of um, some of the responsibilities I have as a business owner. But so that's definitely changed a little bit. But no, I was definitely a lot more um, serious when I was when I was fighting. You know, I was definitely more um, cautious of what I ate, cautious of what I did, you know, like it's just, you know, so. But you had a, what you would say is a narrower set of responsibilities also. Oh, clearly, yeah. That's all I had to worry about. Was basically all I Who just, handled your programming back then? Was it you or did you like rely on some people that were? So like, I, like, so with the strength training stuff, mostly me, but I didn't, like I said, like I said, but when I was fighting, that wasn't necessarily the most important thing. That was just like, you know, um, but when I um, like I said so the strange thing was I, I would kind of write my own things but I would I would always do it around what other people had me scheduled to do you know so so if Bobby had me hitting pads and I was, if I was sparring on Mondays and Thursdays and pro sparring and Bobby had me hitting pads on Mondays I didn't have a lot of time in between okay so maybe I can hit the gym on this day and this day so I was like what could I do here that won't hurt these days you know and like I said so and that's what I mean you know 
but when I wasn't fighting, I didn't have to do all the extra stuff, you know. So that's why that's why I was going back to our earlier conversation about when you get stronger and when you do that and stuff like that. So that's that's a little different, you know. So, but yeah, I did, um, and it wasn't very prudent, you know. I wish, like I said, but it was. Uh, Depending on when you're talking about, like when we first started, there was no coaches in our sport. When me, like when me and Dean first started, there was no coaches in our sport. You know. Yeah, that's that's interesting part, right? Like in terms of like skill development, programming, all that sort of stuff. Like, I've always known you as a coach, right? Like, and at what point did you have to switch from I'm developing skill, coming up with new things, new strategies? Because you're working on it for yourself versus also working on it for your business as an instructor. Because like that that that's when I that's when I first met you was when you were an instructor. Right. Kind of. Well, when I first both. when I first started coaching and teaching, I didn't. I, all I all I coached and teach was like other fighters. That's, so that was the that was and that wasn't as that was that was a little easier, you know, for sure. Um, it it changed it up when you you know you're you're talking about more for the general population and stuff. So like my first few years, all I worked with was, was when I actually started helping coach and and and, and teaching and training it was literally like this is what you have to do to be successful in a cage. I didn't really teach too many. That was later on and stuff like that. So it's it's a little different um, in terms of that and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. That's um, that's a that's a that's a good question with 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 some of that. Um, I, I think with the with the, with the fighters, it's easy, you know. Like I, I kind of I, I I knew what they were doing, I knew what they had to do, I knew what they had to go through, and stuff like that, and stuff like that. And then the biggest thing is, is as jujitsu and at least Muay Thai and this martial art and MMA got more popular, it it opened up um, the demographics. More and more and more people started training, and and it. it and rightfully so people should train people there's a million reasons to train jiu-jitsu and, and and i'll say this and I've, I've said this before like whatever your reason is like fuck everybody else that's your reason for training if your reason to learn jiu-jitsu is to fight in the ufc one day then that's your reason if your reason is to lose 20 pounds that's your reason if your reason is because you want stress release that's your fucking reason don't let any if your reason is to get a black belt i hate when people say don't chase a belt if you want to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu, don't fucking let anyone tell you not to want to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu. That's your fucking reason, you know? So, but as the demographics got bigger, when I was started training early, it was just like the only reason you want to learn jiu-jitsu was the fight. That was the biggest, you know? So, so as, as it's changed, you know, that, that's my, my role as a coach has changed too, you know? Like my the curriculum has changed a little bit. Okay, now how do, we, how do we make this to where more people can participate and get the benefits that they're trying to see out of it without necessarily watering it down, you know? And that's... That's a long discussion there. That's 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 that, another podcast. Yeah, no, that's that's my that's my yeah. That's you. Know, I don't want to rant today, so we're already. I'm not being <laughs> pessimistic today, so. You know, there's no pessimism. Um, so like, how? Because like, I'm I'm an instructional guy. Like that's how I I feel I sort of learn the best, and I literally, I've it's almost like academic where. I feel like I learn the best when I've like I watch something, I learn from you, I take notes about it, I take mental notes about it. And I have to like sort of like repeat it in my head and drill it. What have you always done? Because I know I think you said you 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 said you don't like instructionals. You actually like watching tape, right? Like, because um, you've you do a lot of very unique stuff. Like, how much of it is like laboratory on the mat? You have something in mind you want to work on to add it to your curriculum. So you play with it against students without them really knowing it to get a real good look at it like how do you yeah that? I, I think that's that's the uh, i think part of that is true you know like some of the stuff that um because like 
was thinking about this the other day because someone asked me the other day. I was wearing a, um, I, I actually got I got to address this about this the other day, but um, oh, when me and we were in here training, me and Noah were drilling, and I was wearing a blue belt, and someone asked me like, like why I'm wearing a blue belt and shit. Now I'm not protesting jujitsu or anything. Like fuck, it was no, there was no like, but like <laughs> the new. It's dealia. okay to just joke, right? Like <laughs> yeah, well no no no, but but there's this thing where like like I got my black belt in. Uh, into 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. And um, when I got my black belt, there was a lot in, what year is it? 2020? 2020. 2020. So that's 12 years ago, yeah. 13 years ago. So so um, 12 years ago, there's a lot of stuff in Jiu-Jitsu now that wasn't there. So like when the lapel guard came out and when the worm guard came out, there like there's a lot of stuff that, I was a black belt, I didn't know any of that shit. So there's a, there's a, you know, and which is fine. You don't need to know any of that shit if you're a black belt at a certain level, you know, a certain thing. But if you're an instructor, you need to know that shit. You need to know everything that's in jiu-jitsu. Because whether you use it or not, your students may need to know it. You need to pass that down. So, like, so um, there was a time where, like, so so there's certain things that I'm learning right now that I don't, I don't, you guys, I'll let you guys in on it now and everyone here. But, um that I learn and, and you know so I consider myself a certain belt and a certain guard a certain thing that I'm learning right now so you're not a black belt in everything like 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 who uh, Ryan like Ryan Martin Ryan's a you know Ryan's one of my black belts but Ryan actually knows the lockdown way better than I do you know I would consider him a way better person in terms of knowing a lot of stuff from there and stuff like that like that but I'm, I'm catching I'm getting closer to that you know like stuff like that so I think there's certain guards there's certain things in there's certain aspects especially newer stuff that you can say that okay like when someone asked me when the bear and bola first came out i was like i don't know any of that shit it's like asking a white belt show me an armbar from guard and i'm a black belt and they're like you know how he's you know how rafael mendez is doing that i'm like i have fucking no clue like no one's ever showed me that you know so there's a certain level in me that you have to go back and learn this shit and stuff like that so sometimes when i put the other belt on it means i'm still a student and um and I did wear a white belt for a little while, wearing a blue belt. And there's a certain thing I'm learning right now that it's like I've never, I still to this day have never taught certain guards in the school because I won't do that until I'm mastered and proficient in it, you know. So, um, and that's what I'm working towards, you know. And I need to get a little bit more motivated to, to get there and stuff like that. And sometimes throwing a different belt on helps me do that and stuff like that. So, so that that's 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 kind of the motivation for it. But also, like I said, you gotta. Um, as an instructor, it's different than just a, just a student. Like, like I said, I have black belts who are very um, simple, and I've trained with other black belts who are very simple. Um, Adolfo Vieira, Jesus Christ, you know what he's doing, and you he doesn't do anything fancy, and he just fucking smash you and pass your guard, and you know exactly everything he's doing. He, and he'll tell you, he's like, yeah, I just, I just I keep it basic and simple, and I'm going to kill you, you know? So, so... You know, but as, as you get more involved and stuff, you gotta learn more guards and stuff like that, and be able to pass down knowledge if you're a teacher. Things, so that's I think that's pretty important. You know, do you? How do you approach that? Do you say, all right, so this is my intention? Like, let's say you're working on like worm guard, right? And I think you've been playing with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you sit there and you say, all right, I know this is like the gist of it, and I see what reactions people are giving me from when I just try it and I yeah. kind of play with it or do you sit there and you study like a Keenan and you watch no, like a ton I saw of it's, a, it's a combination of all of it you study it you practice it you drill it and you work it live you grab a blue belt and work it live <laughs> like yeah that's yeah exactly and that's and until you become more proficient so I don't think it's enough like I know a lot like I see this and I can always tell when a, um, I um I see other like I always tell especially my guys I'm like don't teach something you don't know 
that you don't know like don't just don't do it you know just don't do it you know like you, you it, it, it'll come off it'll come off bad and stuff like that so so i know a lot of sweets from Warringard, but i don't like you know like if, if i was a you know you come ask me what's the four counters to the worm guard i'm like fuck i know three so just because i don't know that fourth one i don't i'm not gonna actually teach it yet you know so that's what i mean by that you know like no i get no in the worm guard and he steps over my leg sometimes what should be the next move to that you know like yeah that's, that's you, you know what i'm saying so i have an, a good understanding of it i can teach a lot of sweets from it i don't have a good i, I gotta get deeper into this before i can actually say okay that that's what i mean by that you know like so that that's what like you and, and you, I think you, you have to constantly be learning the, the the intricacies of it like you know that's so and i feel like this is kind of like what i'm starting to realize is in order for me to get better at what i'm doing rolling it's kind of like what you're doing with the guards like i need to figure out something where i understand the actions and the reactions that yeah. people are going to do kind of the system behind that's it. what the thing and, is it's and, the reactions and, it's and like you know just Get, okay, so that's going to be my A game for now because I'm okay at that guard, so I'm going to play that because I know they clear the leg, I do this. If they go that way, I do that, that sort of thing. And then as I get better, I can go th- repeat the process with another guard and another guard and another guard. Um, but, I mean, we all... <laughs> it's very hard for people to say, I don't know, or I don't feel... like. The restraint it takes for people to say like, no, 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 I can't help you. Yeah, and, and you know, so, 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 so to, to use those words, I don't know, I think you... You have to. You either have to be a brand new person, or you have to have been training for twenty three years, twenty four years, like me. Because I like a lot of guys don't. They can't use those words. They can't say like I don't know or like I like you know this is might be the best you know like you. you just, it sets fucking Socrates. The more you know, the less you realize you don't know. You know, like it's just it literally is that way. You know, the more you know, so that, that's 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 kind of where it's at. You know, well, like, what do they say? It's it's not. It's it's what you don't know that you don't know that's that right. you know what I mean right. not what you know that you don't know right so yeah and I like I said I have a good understanding of it but the, but no as as an instructor though like like I said you know someone who teaches and and you know has a lot of students now and a lot of different styles a lot of different body frames and I, I have to make sure that I'm tr- I'm not just teaching them what I do well. I do some shit really well, and I can't just teach you. Well, I okay. feel like you've always done that. You've done, you've always done a pretty good job of that. Yeah, so and like I, not I, teaching your style. I've been conscious of that early on, you know, because that's why I said I have guys that do shit better than me. Like, like sometimes students, my students ask me, how, like, I'm like, fucking go ask this guy. He does it better than me. Actually, he has a better, <laughs> like, and I think that's cool, you know. Like, I've I, I showed him this, and now he has a better understanding of it than me. Like, he actually has built more stuff on it than I have. You know, like he's actually better at it than me at it. So I think. It, you know, I've been very conscious of that early on, you know, because I've, I've realized that I've gone with guys and, you know, and I've seen guys, I've, I've been around a long time, I've seen guys teach and they're like, they just teach what they do well. And, um, well, yeah, you're fucking 6'2", 220 and you're fucking super athletic. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's not going to work for your guys, you know? Like, that's just, I'm, I'm sorry, you know? Like, you got to like, you know, you got to get a little deeper than that, you know? So that's, that's you know. At what point did you did you make the switch to say... I need to, I guess it's kind of the, when did you make the switch to say, I want to be an instructor and, and commit to that to the point where I'm going to do continual learning and make sure I, because if you're a fighter or you're a competitor, even if it's just jujitsu, yeah, well, you no, can just be good at what you do. Yeah. Well, like, so I, it's weird. Cause like I made the switch, not to that extent, but I've made the switch. Like, so the moment I started coaching, their training was more important than mine. And that hurt me a little bit as a competitor for sure. 
I mean, there was times where like I had fights coming up, and I'm I'm more I'm I'm cornering guys and coaching them, and I still had a fight coming up, you know, or or you ever go to a fight, like you just fight of your life, or go to you know go to Japan, go fight in Pride with your students in your corner, and you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's like that's where I was at in a lot of stuff, you know, because I didn't have like at the time I was more worried about their training than mine, so. Early on, I, I I put I always put their training before mine. I always make sure that um, with that and stuff. But in terms of um, identifying myself as a coach more, um, I mean that was yeah, man, that was probably pretty early on because I remember. Yeah, you know, I've always known you as a, like a coach. Even well, no, even when like like I said, like I said, even when I was like even when like you know back in two thousand six when Luigi was about to go to the UFC and I was fighting in pride and I was like I, was, I remember still worrying about his shit more than mine I was like damn I gotta dude I have the biggest fight of my life coming up and I have to go to Japan for two weeks and I'm but like, that speaks volumes about you but then I would stay another week to help make sure he was training and then I would like you know and I would stay here and train more with him and then fly to Japan and then fly straight from Japan to Vegas to make sure that, you know make sure I was there like like shit like that you know so so i mean but that's what you like i said the second that's why i tell guys if you're fighting like that's why when i have i'm around a lot of fighters and the second you start talking about open up a school i mean you're done like you're just like you know if you want to go and like if you want to you know you once you start stepping out of that you know i'm not saying that's what i did we were kind of forced into the situation a little bit um where we were at that we kind of had to branch out and open up our place and stuff it's not something that we initially want to do but but um but you take on that responsibility. At least some guys do, you know. Like, but other coaches I know don't. I know some guys who coach there. They have they're the head coach of the school. Man, if they have a competition coming, it could just be a grappling tournament. They're gone for fucking eight weeks, you know. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're like they're like fuck fuck you guys. I know you guys are paying me, but I'm out of here. I'm I gotta go. I got a grappling tournament coming up. I'm gonna go fucking. That's not necessarily what's best for business, though. Well, no, it's not. Yeah. For, but, but at the same time, you know, like yeah, but I I, I you know that like, you know like so. This might be best for their career, though. It might be sure. best for their grappling yeah, yeah. career, yeah. Like, so, but like, that's the case, and don't open up a school, you know. Don't say you're their coach and teacher, you know. If like, you know, like if you're, you know. So, but 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 maybe it is, or maybe the students are understanding, appreciative. I don't know, you know. But that that wasn't the way I, I could see it, you know. It was like, you know, when I had a fight and we opened up a school, I you know I didn't go down to Coconut Creek and train. I didn't like, you know, I went down to Coconut Creek and stayed in there a lot of times when I was on American Top Team, and um, that was before we had a school open. That's when we left Marcy. That's when Gracie Raja, yeah. you know. Like, so I was down there when we didn't have a school. Second, so we opened a school. I was like, well, I have students. I have fights. I got guys. I'm, I got it here. So I never went down after we opened up, you know. And that's isn't that one of those shit. I still haven't been down. I still haven't been. In order to be like a fighter, you have to be kind of selfish. That, that, like, yeah, and you thing, do, right? you do, like, you do, you do, because be, it is about you. Like it's literally your life. You do. Right? It's your it's your career. You have. Yeah, I agree with that. I have no problem with fighters being selfish. You know, I got a problem with a coach being selfish, but I have no problem with a, a fighter. Like, dude, you have a small window to to compete and win and train and like you you got to be selfish, man. You got to do what's best for you. Like if when guys, you know, like you know, do you you have to? I have no problem with that. You know, for sure. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just listening. I don't know. No, this is fun, man. We finally got him on. It took, it took a, a couple shots here and there, and a high elk. Oh, by the way, a literal shot. <laughs> a literal, yeah, correct. Um, so today's uh, official sponsor, Corona Seltzer. There you go. Um, I hope their their facilities open up again. I hope so too. Um, so this is a little bit late, but I am mentioning them. Thank you, Nicole, for sponsoring this podcast. I think you sponsored. Uh, John Rumsey is going away party also. So, um, Corona, this is... It's and like Troy the, loved it. Troy was a believer. He was a believer. It's a, it's a solid seltzer, 
um, it doesn't taste like a soda, which I think, which which is what really differentiates a, sel- a seltzer from a soda. Um, it's pretty low cal, but uh, pretty high alk, I gotta say. So I'm dehydrated and fasted right now, <laughs> and uh, I may have had another beer before that. But <laughs> hopefully, the f- camera footage wasn't wobbly. Then. Nah, man, I, I got my dude. I got my jujitsu legs all in there, like total steady cam. <laughs> I was hitting all the good angles. It's it was it was great. I promise you. That's awesome. Um, so, Paul, since you've been, if my if my math's right, you've been a black belt longer than you were a colored belt, right? Or just about the same? It's or coming like- up on the same. So, so I, I it's it's weird because I'm I'm seeing this and I've, I've, so the first generation guys, unless you're BJ Penn or Massera who won the world championships, um, we had to wait a long time. Even the competitors. So it's kind of been like. All the guys who started jujitsu back in the mid '90s had to wait 12 years. Now their their first students guys had to wait eight years, and now almost hobbyists are going to be having to wait eight years pretty soon. You know, so it's just it's it's kind of it's shortening. You know, it's shortening, shortening. But so I'm coming up on this the same point where yeah, we both um, what year what year is it? Yeah, 2020. Yeah, so I've been yeah. So it's been about equal time since I've been a black belt and stuff. So what do you see like? I can I can kind of imagine we've kind of talked about this a little bit to, to varying degrees, but what are how would you differentiate your typical say purple belt or blue belt here now in twenty twenty versus what those competitors were like when you were at at those belt okay, ranks? Okay, so uh, this this may come off a small bit controversial. Maybe not. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Who gives so, a shit? It's your opinion, so man. You, so <laughs> you're, you're saying competitors. So the best competitors of today. The competitors? or did, so, well, so hold on. Let me, let's, I'll, I'm going to answer both questions. The competitors of today will, would, would beat the competitors of um, 15, 20 years ago. They're just better. Like The best black belts today will beat the best black belts from years ago. Best blue belts today will beat the best blue belts from years ago. But on average that's another question that's where like so and this goes back to what i was saying earlier um if you walked into jujitsu school in 2001 2002 you didn't have any hobbyists in the school you did not train jujitsu in 2002 because you wanted some stress release from work that just fucking wasn't the case. You, you just, you just, you did not train jujitsu because you wanted to lose ten pounds. There was a fucking, you know, like so. Um, in 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 that sense, it's weird because if you had a pearl belt in two thousand two, you were just a tough motherfucker. Now you could be a, now you can get a pearl belt in jujitsu in in twenty twenty and just be like, hey, I've trained three four years, and I've been consistent. I know my techniques. That wasn't the case back in the day. Back in the day, you had to be you 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 you, oh, you wouldn't have been there. You just wouldn't have survived. You just say like, that was just the nature of the martial art back then. It was just I'm not saying it was good or bad. It definitely wasn't very smart, but it's just what what it was. You know, it was just like you're you know you're just you know we're gonna throw you out there and you're gonna just take it. You know, and if so, that's why classes. You know, the whole school would have you know it wasn't very big and shit like that. And I you know so. As the martial art got bigger, like the training methodologies got better, so it's opened it up to more people. But there was no way. I look at some people today, and I'm like, man, you would have you would have quit fucking two years ago if you trained back in back in then. And that's not good. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's just the way it was, you know. So if you were to take the average, like you pluck that purple belt and put them against the purple belts from then, I don't know. I don't, you know. Now the best guys, obviously, they're 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 better trained. They know more techniques. There's more to the art. 
train smarter, you know. Is there any truth to the kind of the statement that from a technique point of view, the guys back then of that generation knew less, but what they knew they did better? Yeah, there's def- that's definitely Because good. they just... Yeah. Because there were less techniques, but they drilled those techniques just... Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Like, so, so in, in what, in, as you train jiu-jitsu more, you'll find out is all the shit you learn early on. The fundamentals of everything is the most important stuff. And, that, and that, what I mean is the fundamentals is... It could be the fundamentals of the worm guard is going to be the best part of the worm guard, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. fundamentals of the barambola is going to be the best part of the barambola. It's not going to be the... I wrap it around his neck six times and then go double invert it's, it's going to be the initial state like so yeah absolutely you know like that that's that's definitely true because that's you know and that's where i you know like i said i, I don't know who i was talking about this the other day but even me i think about this sometimes when i'm when i'm trying to do the curriculum you know we live in a society now where it's like you have to keep people entertained and if i was to stay on something too long people would get bored how much do you when developing a curriculum keep the fighting aspect of jujitsu in mind so i i go back and forth on this sometimes i'm like it, it should be a bigger part sometimes i'm like well if they it, it, it's like what the market wants you know i don't know people I, I, so yes people want to feel safe and they want to feel confident but n- not a lot of people want to train jujitsu because they feel like they're going to get mugged in their parking lot there is people that think that but there's not that's not the biggest reason you know they want the you know so so I get that, you know, and it should be a, a, a part of it and stuff like that. And I go back and forth on this one. So, um, you know, this is one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm most like, I, I definitely need to come to a conclusion on this, you know, like, I don't think it should be like, you know, the Gracie's in California. They have the, the, the their whole first, the whole white belt, the blue belt is, is a combative, is, com- is, is self-defense. purely self-defense. It's purely like, okay, this guy's going to headlock you. This guy's going to punch you. This guy's going to. You know, this guy's going to try to choke you in your guard, you know. So we teach jujitsu in our first year. You know, we teach a lot of jujitsu, not just self-defense in our, you know, in our curriculum. So so, um, so I, clearly I still I still value it, but not as much as I used to, though, you know. So, yeah, that's that's one thing I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to work on. Um, and it's, it's tricky because you have to, you know, like this, this is a martial art, but it's still a business. You know, what do people want, you know? If I say, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna work on on self defense stuff. I mean, are people gonna tune out, or they just want to grapple? You know, they want their stress release, and they wanna they wanna roll and have fun and stuff like that, or they wanna worry about, you know, well, why the, does the, it, the, the the bully headlocking them in the playground? You know, like like are they? I actually worried about that. It's not why I'm here, asshole. I I, I want to grapple. You know, like well, and and we've had this talk because. We've had we've had this discussion probably, many times. Probably too many times. No, about you know like you know what's the ratio of drilling to rolling and what what overall throughout the week in a class. But on I I've never said it this way. On the other extreme, what if you just what if you just did all open mats? I feel like no one would come either. And why do you think if everyone likes to roll? Because we we kind of all have agree that a significant do you, do you really number. Think if it was all open mats, nobody would come. I think it would dwindle. Really, I, I think so, but but I, I'm asking. Like, I I, th- I think it's an attrition thing, right? Like, I think certain certain people would be here all the time if it was open mats all the time. But I don't think it would be optimal. No, That's absolutely my, not. Like for for learning, no, absolutely not. No, 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 not even for learning from a business perspective. In terms of optimal, like if you're saying I'm going to charge, and obviously you can't charge as much for just saying you have open mats all the time. But I don't think, me personally, I don't think that would be optimal. I think people do want to see the, a few cool things, and even if they I don't know. I, I just. What, what do you think? That's kind of my question. Yeah, I, I, 
I think if I was to have a like, and we've discussed, and we, I've, we've schools used to do this, but if you have like, you know, an hour and a half class, and the first forty-five minutes is technique, and the second forty-five minutes is grappling, and people can come in at the second part of the class, I think more people come in at the second part of class mm, most okay. of the time. I, I think a lot of people tune like, you know, especially at the higher levels. And here's why: at the higher levels, because at the higher levels, people kind of develop their game. And they don't. Like I don't, I, I mean, and I've seen this. I've seen this at, at purple belts, at brown belts, I've seen this at black belts. You know, if we're teaching, you know, some spider guard stuff, I'm like, well, fuck, I don't, I'm, I don't use a spider guard. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of tuned out right now. I don't, I don't, I'm a half guard guy. I don't want, I don't, I like, I, it's cool. I'm watching it, but I'm not. I don't really care to learn it. You know, like it's just like I, it's cool to know if someone does it to me, but I'm not ever gonna use this. You know, like I've seen this at even at high levels. You know, like guys are just like it's not part of my game. You know, so. It, that that's where that's where it gets a little tricky, you know. I, I think at at the lower levels they need to always do technique and stuff like that. At the higher levels, you know, when you know, and it just depends on what the guy is is there for, what his goals are, you know. Um, if the guy only makes it in twice a week, what do you think he wants to do? Oh, we've talked about that's this. He was, bang. yeah. You went the I yeah, went bang, bro. So 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 it's exactly right. If a guy can, if a guy can, hey, I can make it on Tuesday and Thursdays and every other Saturday. What do you think I want to do in those those three hours I get a week? I want to roll. I don't really care about learning another triangle escape. I know three of them; those work good for me. Let's roll. So that that's it gets it gets but tricky. Most of the people that come in the door aren't at that level where they know three no, triangle no. escapes. That's the thing. Well, like, no, that no, makes that, more sense. If that's why. That's why I said. That's why beginners should grapple a lot less. No, I, I agree. Beginners should grapple a lot less. You know, like advanced guys. You know, like I said, if you make it to purple and brown, like maybe you know you. You, you you know, you kind of know already like whether you want to learn or whether you don't. You know whether your lifestyle will will yeah. let you. You know like you you kind of like like okay I'm I'm a purple belt and I'm getting fucking smashed. Maybe I should learn more, but but nah, I'm a little stubborn. I want to you know so so that that's it. You know well that to me is the rational thing. That's that's always been my counter argument to me is like I feel like unless we're gonna just say that people are irrational, which I'm not I'm not opposed to. I'm not. I'm not saying that's not a possibility, <laughs> okay? Like I'm, 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 but let's let's give people the benefit of the doubt and say they're rational. The only way you're going to get better in terms of the the way you perform in a role is if you acquire new technique and practice them. You know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you will get tougher and you will get better yeah, at what and, you do. And there's 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 different parts of like, I you know, and this is why I got to get a little better out of, and I don't, maybe getting people to buy in. But there's different sections too. You know, there's. When I when I hear technique, I'm like, or drilling, you know, is drilling like drilling what you already know? Because drilling is different than learning. Like learning a new skill is not drilling. <laughs> there's drilling, there's live action drilling, there's learning new skill, and then there's sparring. You know, like those are all different segments of of you know of, of training and stuff like that. You know, so so which is the part you feel that the average student wants to not do? Learning. 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 So you're saying they want to drill, but they I, I think they would be more okay. If I if I tell guys, hey, I want you. So so if I'm teaching guys a new spider guard pass, they may feel it, they may not. If I say, guys, we're gonna drill spider guard passes. Do what you do best. They're gonna fucking they're gonna drill the ones they like to do. You know, like they're gonna be like, okay, when the guy goes here, this is what this works for my frame. This works for my size. Like Jamie's spider guard pass can be different than Xander's. You know, like he just Xander gets away with more. You know, like. Jamie's 130 pounds, you know, so, so 
you know, but if I'm showing this, like, like you know, so I, I think more people like, th- I like that type of drilling better. Like, I'd rather drill butterfly guard passes and like, if I'm in a, if we're drilling, I, like I said, I, I want to drill what I do, you know, turn the timer on, let's drill, not, you know. At what point do you feel, though, that people, because like you said, you, you know what you're good at, right? Like, that takes a certain amount of like self-awareness. Yeah. And like, where do you think of a student kind of develops that certain level of awareness to be able to know what they're good at and what they're not good at. I mean, hopefully it's ideally, like it's just going to sound weird, but not till later on. Cause if they think they know what a blue belt, they're fucking morons, you know, <laughs> like, like hopefully they, they learn it like closer to Brown belt, you know, hopefully like, well, and I, I'm, I'm a blue belt. I like, you know, like they don't have this fucking thing in their head or like they know what they do good at blue belt. Cause you don't know shit at blue belt, you know? So hopefully it's not till later stuff like that, you know, but, but there's things that like, there's movements that I don't necessarily like to do in some positions, you know, like, and, and can I get better? I'm sure, but there's, you know, like, I don't know, you got a limited amount of time, limited amount of things, you like, you know, I believe in the 80-20 rule, you know, so it's like, so, that that's what I mean by like that, so I, I think, I think all students will value learning, don't get me wrong, I just think if you, if you put, okay guys, we're going to spar, drill, or learn, in order, like, at certain levels, you're going to, Guys would rather spar first, especially if they don't get the train that much because they want to get that mat time in. Then they're going to fucking want to drill where they can just do what they like to do because, you know, they want to, you know. And then then lastly, okay, what do you, what do you have to show me? What, what, what are you going to show me? What works for you? I, I can add to it, you know. like Now, that's at a higher level, you know. Like I said, blue belts, you should be a fucking, you should be absorbing everything still, you know. Should be. Yes. But that's also if you're like, a cocky blue yeah. belt, fuck off, you know. Like you know, like, <laughs> even maybe even purple belt. If you're a cocky purple belt, get the fuck out of here. Cocky brown belt. I mean, like yeah, you know, like if you're, you know, <laughs> ideally at brown, if if you got a brown belt, hopefully you have a pretty good understanding of jujitsu and you understand what's like, you know. So what is your definition now of all the different belt levels? Like, you know, people always it's you know everybody's got their sort of like what a white belt is. Oh, are we? <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. no, no. I, what is like what is the takeaway for a white belt? Like what should what should the focus be for a white belt? I fundamentals. I mean the, the it should it should be you know not I don't mean like necessarily submissions but it should be like balance um grips, understanding what you want to do. That's the biggest thing I right know. I work with some people privately and I'm like like what position are you in? What are you trying to do right now? Like where should your weight be right now? This is the biggest thing like with some of the white belts, you know, like you know, like the okay, you opened my guard. I went to a knee shield. Where are you putting your weight? Not there because you just got fucking swept because you you were. That's that. I think that should be the first thing is understanding like that. You know, like, like a, a certain level of like awareness. Yeah, level. like like understanding what you're trying to do. Like early on, but well, I grant it. Like so, so especially in the first few months, like okay, I, I guard's not good. Guard, I don't want to be wrapped. You know, this and you know stuff like that. So, you know. And then as you go closer to blue belt, then a deeper awareness of, of what's going on and stuff like that. So, um, and how to apply stuff like that. So I, I think that's, you know, with the other ones, I, it, it just depends, you know, but I, I definitely think with, with white belts, I think sometimes it's too much emphasis on submissions. I, and, and I get it, you know, jujitsu, when you first train, for, it's new, it's fun, you know, like that's what we're doing here. You know, we're, we're here to, you're, you're actually literally trying to tap people out so I get that's what you're trying to do you know you're not trying to keep your posture in, in the guard you're not trying to keep base and break the guy's 
posture in the guards, you know, you want to, you want to arm lock him. So you throw up this dumb arm lock and he passes your guard and it smashes you. Like, so I, I, I get that's what we're trying to do, you know? So, but, but, and you, you the only thing, and it's, 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 you know, there's nothing you can do about it. The only thing you can do is train more and, and let that happen. And then you realize, okay, maybe I need to learn better, this better, you know, see, no matter how many times you tell somebody that's important, you're not going to do it. So what, um, how did you guys back in the day go about finding um, like new knowledge? Because like nowadays, I mean, even I'll notice it. Someone will come in and they'll do a technique that I know 100% they saw on Instagram or they right. saw on YouTube. Like it's like, we, you know, you're a white belt and we haven't taught this and nobody does, you know. Or it's like when, when, there's a, when someone starts using lockdown in, in fundamentals class. And then there's a suddenly there's like an epidemic. We have the lockdown epidemic right. where everyone puts people in lockdown because like, oh my God, this this works. So, I mean, if you're talking about the first like three or four years, if you're talking about Ike, so um, early on, we, we, we'd go to seminars. That was the early on. Um, and then we actually cross-trained with some guys in Miami. So if they knew some stuff that, if they cross-trained with some guys and we would train with them and stuff, that was kind of early on. Um, there was no internet. There was no, you know, it wasn't until about 2000, 2001, you could start buying like VHS tapes and shit like that, um, which were sporadic, but you would learn a lot of new stuff from them and stuff like that. But prior to that, it was basically, you had to um, literally go to seminars. So you had to drive, you had to like just, you know, um, to learn techniques and stuff like that. So, and then we trained with a guy in Miami. His name was Mike Cardosa. He's still around. He still has a school in Miami. Um, he used to train with the FFA guys and stuff. He has his own school now, but he's, I saw him at the UFC. He's a ref, you know, he's a, you know, fucking super knowledgeable dude. One of the best guys I've ever trained with and stuff in terms of knowledge and stuff like that. Went to Abu Dhabi and stuff like that. But he, so he would train with a lot of guys and we'd meet with him and he would, he would, he would, we would exchange techniques and stuff like that. But that's, that's kind of it, you know, in terms of early on and stuff. And then when we moved to Orlando, that's when we, you know, it opened up a little bit more. It got a little more popular. You know, people people started making tapes, and then we actually eventually started at Marcy Youth and stuff. But then when I noticed, like, even when we started there, like, I mean, a lot of the new stuff I was learning there, I was like, wow, this is all, this is great, great, great. And then, and then um, Dean brought the Marcio Featosa tapes home one day, and it was basically those whole tapes. So it was like, so they were actually getting them from Featosa too. So they actually got them, you know, the same tapes and shit, you know, so. Were there, were people like uh, more possessive of knowledge? Was there like trade secrets back then? Because nowadays it's like it's hard for anybody to do a technique. Like you can do a technique in a tournament and nowadays it's going to be recorded and everyone can see it. Whereas back then it's like if someone was good at something, the only time you might have seen it is when that person competed. Yeah, I think think there's some some truth to that. I think, I mean, up until later on people were just trying to make money and sell as much like you know but i think early on i think there was some truth to that they would make tapes but they didn't want to show like like trade secrets and shit yeah. you know like yeah you, i think there was some truth to that you know for sure you know like they didn't want outside people learning new stuff that they might use or do you know there was there's some definitely truth to that you know and then probably probably around when marcelo garcia started i think that's when um that's when it just kind of opened up to it the floodgates you know and that was like 2004 2005 when he when he released the x-guard stuff because that was new to everybody too no one had seen x-guard till march you know and i'm sure it was around but until he actually this guy who no one ever heard of beat everybody in abu dhabi and 
a year later he put out the x guard videos and stuff and that's shit that's taught the blue belts now like you know before that was like only one guy in the world was doing it you know yeah you know now it's like every blue belt in america knows the x card you know whereas 10 years ago it was like fuck you know like that was that was fancy you know so so and, and that's so do you feel now the sort of like open source learning has benefited jujitsu yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you know the more learning. Like I said, I, 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 and I, and I fell for this too a little bit. Sometimes people equate new with more advanced, and that's not necessarily true. Um, so the X guard is not. It's it's tricky to get into, but it's really easy to finish once you get into it. So, but a good example is like I, I tell people it's easier to learn a butterfly guard sweep for if you take a guy off the street. It's easier to teach him how to do a butterfly guard sweep than a scissor sweep. They will butcher the scissor sweep over and over and over again because they don't know where to put the knee. They don't stretch. They don't lift up. They don't grab the collar right. They don't hold the sleeve right. It's easier to teach someone to, hey, this is the proper butterfly guard. Now just fall. Fall on your shoulder and sweep the guy over. But we equate the butterfly guard with being more advanced because it's open. But it's actually easier to do if you're in both positions. You know, put a guy in a closed guard. He, so, so. I I fell for this too. I would I would equate with like oh it's it's I didn't know this till I was a purple belt. So you guys can't know, but that's not initially true. Like the Baron Bowl, if you know how to go inverted, it's actually pretty easy. Actually, like it was just because it came newer. Like you know, just to go inverted and just take the back. It was like if if you can just put your feet over your head, you can get to. It. It's not. It's not. There's a, there's way more advanced daily heva sweeps than the Baron Bola. Like the Baron Bola is literally can you can you go inverted? Because if you can, you can take the back. Grab his belt. Put him on a hip and go inverted. Done. Some of the sit-up sweeps from De La Hiva, super advanced. You got to stretch him out. You got to sit up. You got to pass his arm through his leg. Rotate your hand to the collar. Push him. Come down. Come up. and finish. Like, that's advanced. But that was in jiu-jitsu when I started. <laughs> but, 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 so we equate that with being old school, but we equate the Barambola with being, like, more advanced, but it's not. So sometimes you got to understand, like, what's, what's, you know... So, I, in my opinion, the spider guard sweep is is easier to learn for beginners than the pendulum sweep. You ever watch a beginner do a pendulum sweep? That's been jujitsu forever, but that is like the most butchered thing I've ever seen. You know, like they, they yeah, can't open their hips, they can't swing, they can't. They just they're, like, they're angling them in the they're wrong angling, direction. They're angling. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. horrible. Like, but but that's but because it's a fundamental because it's always been there. But that it's always been there because that's all we knew. But there's like so so we have to be careful on what we consider like. Newer is not necessarily more advanced. It's so that's an interesting thing because Ryan Martman and I get into arguments about, or excuse me, Ryan LaFrance get into arguments about this all the time at work. When it was a little free time, he helped me pull an order or whatever the case is. I have my idea of what a fundamental is and he thinks that's all just completely nonsense. Right. What is your definition of a fundamental? <laughs> so you mean like... Fundamental what? Technique? Fundamental technique. Fundamental. I, because, you know, I, I tend to play concepts like a fundamental concept of like what is, what makes a sweep work? What makes a submission, you know, a sweep work is a really easy one. Submissions, there's so many different submissions. Right. You know, and his, his mindset is like fundamentals are sort of like nonsense. And like that's fundamentals are there just because of like dogma and dogma gets passed on. Right. You know, so like, and, and, and there might be some truth to that, but don't don't get me wrong. Like, like to me, like I, that's going back to what I said earlier about like what white belt should know. Like, I don't think a white belt should necessarily know. Like, it shouldn't be this submission, this submission, but they should know like 
what they're trying to do. They should know balance. They should know grips. They should know what this guy's trying to do to me. They should know. I, that's what I mean more by like, you know, like in terms of like necessarily technique, you know. And that's what I mean by like what I was just saying. Like some things, and I, I fell into this trap, you know. That's why I was like, when I was starting to redo my 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 curriculum, I'm like, man. That's why I had the butterfly guard sweep in as as in a white belt curriculum because it was like, man, that's easier than to do than pendulum sweep. The pendulum sweep's fucking harder to do. Like I, I know this, and I know this from teaching for thirteen years. Like watching white belts try to do it, you suck at it. You know, it's just it's not it's not an easy movement for you. You know, so there's certain movements that are, um, you know, but but because the closed guard is a better position for them to be in because they can, it's actually you know, a butterfly guard they're more likely to get their guard passed than a closed guard. They still have to open the guard, so that's why we execute it with a fundamental. So there's so many variables there and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I, 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 I'm sympathetic to what to what Ryan's saying there in terms of like dogma, but at the same time, um, I'm I'm more I I break it down to more basics and stuff like that than even techniques. You know, it's just more, you know, if you're in the guard, I don't like. I don't even care how you're open right now. Like, where should you be? Where should your weight distribution be? Where should your hands be? Where should your head be? Where should your chin be? Stuff like that. So I think that'd be a little bit more important than... Is it... And just working with you for, for over a decade now at this point, is it so much... Because I, I, I always go back to this lesson because it's literally the first lesson that you taught to me when I was a white belt when you first started teaching fundamentals at Marcio's. I think it was after you got your brown belt. Um, and you said something along the lines of there are many, many, many correct ways of doing things, but there are certainly wrong ways of doing things. Right. And as long as you're that, it, that's not it. That's not the bottle opener. It's, I see it. It's the little pry. Um, the, as long as he's like, and I remember you, I say he, but you're, you're sitting right in front of me. Um, uh, and you said, as long as you're not doing it one of the wrong ways, you got it. You got the technique. Um, so do you feel as though it's more important to not do it one of the wrong ways than it is to do it one of the right ways? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's certain, you know, methods or many principles are, are, yeah. are, yeah. So I, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, it's funny cause I, I don't, I do study some things, but when I go back and look at when I, when I'm on YouTube, when I do find my time, my, my time on YouTube, I'm not looking at like all the new shit or the fancy shit. I'm looking at how other other instructors teach basic shit, you know. How is the instructor teaching to open the guard in the fundamentals class? And I literally you can you can watch Henzo teach something different than Keenan and they're completely different um techniques. Like some people like straight arm in the closed guard, some people like bent arm in the closed guard. Now those are that's completely yeah. different. Yes. On a on a fundamental level they're completely the, different. Yeah, those are completely different, stuff like that. But where their weight distribution is, where their hands are, where they're gripping, where they're you know, those things are the same and stuff like that, you know. So so yeah, I, I, I do think there's there, there's definitely some truth to that. Um in terms of, of doing it wrong and stuff like that. If you're put if you're put if you're in the wrong position, um you'll you'll learn and you'll learn fast why he was in the wrong position and stuff like that, you know. Whereas if you're not doing it right necessarily, you know, you, you might not have success with it, but if you're doing it wrong, you'll know right away because you're going to get swept or you're going to get submitted, stuff like that. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm, at, you're I, I'm like reminiscing about the first lesson you taught us, which was position one, two, three, and four. Which they um, called position one, two, three, and four. Yeah, he called them position one, two, three, and four back then. That's and I actually it's funny because like when I teach it now, I teach it 
the way you taught it then, which it's actually changed since then. A little bit, yeah. So, like, my hand placement, if I teach position one, two, three, and four, is different than what Paul teaches now. Oh, look at you. It's not better or worse. It's just different, right? <laughs> so That's interesting. That's something you just came up with because I've never seen anyone else. I mean, I see Kesakatami, reverse Kesakatami, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just thought it was easier to you say one, two, three. To put no, yeah, because everyone has these weird names. And I, yeah, and I do agree that at a certain point, everything needs to be like that. Like, I don't know if it was Donaher or somebody. It was maybe it was Donaher talking about like you have to have your own vernacular, your own vocabulary yeah, first. Yeah, yeah you, you you have to develop that. that that's how information is properly. Yeah, you passed. have. To, yeah, and I agree with that. You know, so so and ironically, the stuff that I've done here internally actually people know better than the stuff that i haven't done that's what i'm saying so until until we come up with names and stuff like that and, and you start you know i don't know if codifying is the right word but you know what i'm saying you can pass down the knowledge easier and stuff like that but that's why 13 years later you can still say i remember positions one it's two three literally one, yes two, three and four and everyone everyone since then can know it too you know like but then again like it's also the onus of the student to like Ex, ex, like to take what they've learned and like develop also right like you taught me those techniques right but like and I know you hate this but I, I'll reference SBG like he, he hates it so much that I reference SBG but um like the reason why positions one two three and four work is because like how do you block out a regard right it's, it's using your hand your hip or your knee and if you look at fundamentally position one, two, three, and four, what are you using? Your hand, your hip, or your knee to block out the regard, right? So, like, that's the, um, it just, it's, it's, you systemize that first. Well, and the thing I've noticed is that, not that I've been, I've certainly haven't been to too many other, I've only been to a jujitsu camp and dropped into another gym. So I don't have too much experience outside of this gym. But even when I look at videos and stuff, what how Paul has structured side control with one, two, three, and four is a lot farther along than what I see. People just talk about side control. And and the thing is, is when I see like a side control escape, a lot of what their escapes are, and they probably do know it, but they it's an escape from, a, a, from one of the positions where the person on top does not adjust at all. To account for that, whereas what you're teaching is kind of an, an escape system yeah, from a, bottom. It's, it's like heuristics. Exactly. Right. If, you, if right. you're in this position, you start your escape. If they don't counter you, you're out. If they counter you, they're going to end up in position one. Right. Now you're going to end up framing here. And now, and, it, and it becomes kind of a system of transitions. And I, I'm starting to wonder now, like, well, shit, we need names for, like, different hand placements like am i going to be cross-facing the guy in side control Everything. am i like am i actually on the other side covering his head and, and that's why hugging? i've been watching wrestling videos to see how they like like how detailed they and i've never wrestled in my life in, in like a formal wrestling thing so i don't know like full nelson half nelson yeah all crazy, like yeah but we're like we're like you know there's got to be interest because he said that martial to what they do, you know, in terms of how they label things and name things and and it's like where the they oldest sport, so where, where they place their arms and stuff like that, you know. So it's got to be like you know, they can't just be you know, yelling body parts and shit, you know, like, <laughs> exactly, you know. So it's, you know, but it's definitely gone a long way to just to at least these are four major body orientations people can be in inside right. control. Yeah, and I think that's initially why it was like you know just to to block their escapes in these four positions, you know, and in north south would be five. You know, we never really did that one, but but that would be you know the fifth one and shit. So 
how much have you so like there's the idea of like pure jujitsu the the there's the idea of like pure wrestling right like how have you in your 30 years of training now inter like integrated like principles of one to the other that's a that's a super broad question but yeah so uh, so you mean like, like pure jujitsu like you mean like like when i think of pure jujitsu, i mean like, like ibjjf hoist gracie oh, pure so jujitsu for fighting you know and like obviously like that got nullified at some point you know by way of like shamrock and and severin and that sort of thing like right. how how much have you like Hey, I saw this happen to them, so I need to work on this to be and and sort of like open up the possibilities from there. Um, I so I I don't know, like so when you say pure, so because there's two different things there, like you know, like like hoist is definitely different than IBJJF, you know. Oh, that, that, that's true too. Yeah, like yeah. Care about like sport jujitsu versus no, jujitsu like, stripes, like the essence of jujitsu, because I I think you've I've heard you say before, like. Jiu-Jitsu is the ultimate martial art when it yeah. comes to pure self-defense. I, I agree with that. So other than, yeah. So if you're just talking about like hand-to-hand combat with another person with just your hands, you know, and this is coming from a guy who's done Muay Thai just as long and a guy who's done MMA just as long. If if there's, if you're just fighting a guy and there's no time limits and no ref and no K, the only thing you need to know is Jiu-Jitsu. Whoever's better Jiu-Jitsu is going to win. It's just that like... Why wouldn't you just say MMA? I feel like MMA is like... I feel like Jiu-Jitsu is a subset of MMA. You know? it, yeah, Jiu-Jitsu is like a subset so, of... So, no, when I say MMA, I think... I, I think So, I don't think this, but if the way I'm using it right now is MMA used to mean um, uh, different martial arts fighting each other. Okay. Yeah, it's it's different now. It's different yeah, now. It's now, different everyone, now. now everyone does Jiu-Jitsu Muay Thai or some sort of... But historically, that's why it's, it's funny because like when I, when I was... When I, I, that shit. Yeah, I posted a picture with uh, Dean the other day, and um, it's talk about you know we started watching because of the UFC, you know, and and um, and that's how we got into jujitsu. But people don't understand those first five UFCs over the span of how many years was it? I don't know. It started ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. That's yeah, and it went to twenty seven years. Ninety six. But it, like, like when we started training ninety six, ninety seven, it was five or six UFCs, and there was one jujitsu guy in that in that whole six years that did there was only one jujitsu guy so people don't a weak one too that's what i'm saying it was like it wasn't like we were like we're watching 30 jujitsu guys fight we literally watched one jujitsu guy like beat everybody well so, what wasn't kind of part of that was to say which is the best martial yeah, so art like we're gonna put a karate guy well, against and, the and, sumo and, guy and and that's really what what it was you know like if you like so if you didn't now if you didn't train jujitsu like in a even if you trained a little bit jujitsu, and the other guy knew more jujitsu, if there was no time limits, you had to go beat him. You had to go like so. So so. I honestly, I I, I agree with this, and I've I've had this debate with other people, and I've like you know either, either other and things that uh, you know respect the guys who I respect their opinions and stuff, but just I just don't I don't think that um, that's that's all you need to know. You know, like it's not all you should know. Like you, you know, should know how to shoot a gun. You should know how to fight. You should know how to throw a punch. Like everyone should. Know, <laughs> you should be in condition. But like, honestly, like if you know jujitsu, like you, like if you, you know, now if you're gonna bring up some hypotheticals where you have to fight ten guys and shit, I don't like. I don't care what. Yeah, you parkour do. is your best. Yeah, martial like, art. Yo, if just that's go the case. go fucking run track. You know, just be fast as you can and run away because that's that's the only thing that's gonna save you. You're fighting multiple guys. You know, like I don't care what you know, stuff like that. But but if you're talking, you know, like I said, I've 
I, I, you know, if someone doesn't know jujitsu and, you know, he could be the best whatever in the world. Okay, so that's an interesting point. At this point, because of the evolution of martial arts, because I would say the UFC is a big, a huge, like, stip, like uh, singularity in terms of, like, the change of perspective of what martial oh, arts absolutely. is. absolutely. Yeah. I think at that point, too, jujitsu has changed also, right? And, like, what is your pure definition of jujitsu? What, what differentiates jujitsu from an, any other martial art? Um, I, I think the the ability to finish, but 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 so like, and I want to clarify this, like 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 the people who fight for a living and make money, like they're the ones who are proving what works, and I, I sincerely mean this, you know, like you know, if you have some secret techniques, like like anything that's comes from another martial art or even the sports jujitsu techniques, like if they were that practical, people would use them. People are making millions of dollars to fight like you can become a you can make a lot of money fighting if you have some secret technique some secret sport technique whether it be hey i'm just gonna pull guard and go barambola and take your back if that was so effective then somebody would be doing it in the ufc right now if that was effective like i'm just i'm just you know so it's it's the same with um with any other like martial art technique you know so that that's that's why i'm like saying like so like, I don't care what it is. I'm I, like I train some guys still, you know. I haven't totally pulled out of the fighting thing. But if there was an aikido technique that worked and would finish a fight, I would. I don't give a fuck what it was. I would. I would employ it. And if I was like, yeah, you wrist lock that guy, you know, like do this, do that, you know. So, you know, so in terms of pure jujitsu, I just meant pure jujitsu to me is closing the distance. Um, getting a dominant position and, and, and finishing with, with that's the, what I was looking for. That's that to me, that's pure jujitsu. Like to me, that's pure jujitsu. Like that's, that's, that's what it is and stuff like that, you know? So that, that's, that's what I mean by that and stuff like that. And everything else in between is yeah. just minutia. Yeah. Like for, for the, yes, I agree with that. Yes. So, you know, if like in, I, uh, even when I'm teaching and I'm, you know, I did a private this morning, I'm talking to someone, I'm like, if you get in a fight, this is, you don't do this. You do this, you do this. You know, you get to this position, you close the distance, you're, you're a mount, you stay tight, you make them turn over, and you choke. You don't do this. You don't do this. This is what we do in class for sports jujitsu. You know, this is this is for fun. This is for exercise. This is for recreation. This is not for, you know, you need to understand the differences and stuff like that. Stuff like that. So, yeah, that that's what I mean by I, I think pure jujitsu stuff. Like that. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're a been a black belt, I I I think I can go out and get I can go to Wall right now and get in a street fight. I'm pretty sure I can bear and bowl at somebody. <laughs> if I wanted to have fun, I'm I'm pretty sure I can like, I'm pretty sure I can close the distance, pull guard, and if I wanted to throw a daily heave hook in while he's trying to hit me, I could probably bear and ball him. It would look cool. I'd get a million views. Everyone would share it. I'm like, look how jujitsu looks. But but that's that's like like like, like seriously. Challenge accepted. <laughs> but that's just because like I've like I said, I've been training for a long time, and I guess like, I got my black belt 13 years ago. But it doesn't mean like necessarily like, you know. I uh, but I also come to pro sparring i you know go with blue belts like bubba and like i fuck jesus christ the guy i can't get off the guy i can't get the guy off me you know like so like you know, <laughs> so you know like i defend the whole time you know so it's just like you know it is what it is you know so so i know you teach kids now too you used to not you enjoy it a little bit right yeah yeah I, I, yeah so 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 here's the thing i enjoy anyone who likes to learn jujitsu. I like to teach it. 
that's like so if, if a kid generally wants to train jujitsu and wants to be here like 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 you see you know that i have no problem teaching it's just when like I, I will never go into like the thing where it's like oh i want him to learn to behave and he doesn't want to be here I, like that's not fun for anybody you know so like and I, I probably will never fall in that role because i will never need to do that but but yeah no i actually like i said if someone like you know we have awesome kids here and they actually want to learn jujitsu and stuff like you're here they're not here just to you know so but you're also of the opinion like like i've heard you say quite strongly and if i'm wrong correct me but it's like that you think all kids should learn jujitsu oh absolutely absolutely I, more I, so I, than adults like because kids are more likely to get bullied than adults you know like yeah absolutely like i don't like jesus christ i know johnny doesn't want to do jujitsu but who gives a shit you know make him do it you know like you know but I he also doesn't want to you have do his homework he wants to play contrary approach to teaching martial arts than i mean me coming from a traditional martial arts background where it's sort of like militaristic ultra focus on discipline and blah 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 and right. i think that's what draws you know your average soccer mom to like a karate class right i mean like just the fact that you i, I remember you saying this uh probably about two years ago at a promotion, a kid's promotion saying, you know, I can save the militaristic making you drill and making you better, better at jujitsu right. when you're 16, when you're a blue belt. But right now my job is to make you love jujitsu. Right, right. And that's, that's an awesome approach t as an instructor that, you know, like to, to, to recognize that in a student and to believe so much in your art that you model it to your students to to find a way to make them love what you love yeah so so no i i think like early on too like in and i'm I'm speaking just with like um kids and parents here but when when the parents come in the first thing they want is like they kind of want that militaristic they want discipline self-defense stuff like that and i get that for sure but i'm like your your child doesn't know us we want them to have fun. We want them to fall in love with jujitsu. And as they get to know us, then we will gradually get harder and harder and harder on them. And, and it's still all the other stuff like that. No matter what, they're going to learn to defend themselves. No matter what, they're going to learn to defend themselves. That's the, like, to me, especially for kids, like, you know, we, we talked about this earlier about the self-defense thing and what's a white belt and what's this belt and what's this belt. To me, if kids learn jujitsu, he should be learning self-defense. Like we do not teach kids how to pass the guard. We teach kids how to get out of. We we teach kids how to defend themselves. Like we, you know, like the, um, that's that's first and foremost and stuff. And then we try to do it in a fun way early on. And then as we get to know them, and some of these kids we've known for a lot of years. You know, we've watched them grow up in front of us and stuff. And then we actually start, you know, and then we can actually start being a little bit more of the stuff that the parents want. After after a little while, you know, but we definitely don't scare them off early on. You know, we want them to we want them to enjoy the process. We want them to have fun with jujitsu, and jujitsu is fun. Like it, it's 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 yeah, absolutely it's fun. We, yeah, it's I fun. I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fun. Jesus Christ! If I was a kid, I'd like you know all day. Kids are being told like keep your hands to yourself, don't grab them. Don't so when we get in here, we're like, yeah, jump on his back and choke his ass. You know, like that's that's like literally like, it should be fun. You know, and stuff like that. You know, so early on when, when we we get a new kid in here, we want them to have fun with it. And we want them to you know develop some some fundamental skills, and then we gradually move on to okay, this is etiquette. This is more, and then we, and we get on more. But we don't want to like scare them off and be too militaristic right off the bat and stuff like that. So it doesn't benefit us, and it definitely doesn't benefit the, the child either and stuff like that. So. Have you have you had conversations with kids that have that have like dealt that have had an experience that 
jujitsu has helped them or an experience that made not necessarily made them but was part of the reason for getting in there like have they talked about like being any, bullied like, bull- yeah like, have they, like yeah story. for lack of a better term like have they have 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 you like talked to kids that are like i was bullied or or they feel better now like or do they just not do they just go about their lives and not really know much difference no i think i think we put such an emphasis on it we've we, we've had some stories here where they just like um because that's like like literally like we we teach when someone's in our guard here, we don't teach them to grab a lapel. We're like, someone's going to be grabbing your neck and someone's going to be grabbing your head. So so we, we emphasize this a lot. Like when someone grabs your head or someone tries to punch you or someone tries to kick you, we it's totally different than our adult programs and stuff. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. Have the, like, what direction do I go with when you ask me what the, what what's self-defense part of it? Like, you know, with kids, it's a no-brainer. Kids need to learn self-defense when they come in here. That's literally like that's what we teach them right off the bat, you know. Like, and, and if you watch two kids grapple, you'll see them in two headlocks in about ten seconds if they don't know. <laughs> like, so that's literally what happens to them on the playground and stuff like that. So, so we 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 emphasize that early and often and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but 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 yes, we do have scenarios like that where where, where you know kids are definitely more confident in terms of like staying up the bullies and stuff like that and and we definitely don't allow them to be bullies for sure you know we've we've had actually one mom bringing a kid in who was you know he was he's a little rough you know he was a little <laughs> so the opposite side of the opposite spectrum. side yeah he, 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 was, he, was, the bully he was a little too much bully. of a bully <laughs> yeah. so her mom brought him in here and then he learned that he wasn't very good at being a bully because he got his yeah. he got mopped up you know he was you know, ten year old boy and you know, he was getting mopped up by eight, nine year old little girls and, you know, getting choked out and it kinda calmed him down a little bit and then he learned the right and wrong ways of things to do things and stuff like that. So so it it can go both ways for sure, you know. But the biggest thing is is that the kid is and I think that's why all parents like I, I, I'm all for the character development, I'm all for the better grades and more concentration, but man, what's more important, your kid's safety, you know, and and, and, and not being bullied, so that's, Why do you think that? Because I, I agree with, with what you just said, where it's like, if you, if we could magi- uh, wave a magic wand and teach everybody jujitsu in the world, not just kids, but just everybody, I feel like violence would go down. Yeah, everyone would be, everyone would Why? Is that, because, like, is that because people would be not stressed because they do jujitsu, they'd have yeah, an outlet? Is it because yeah, they actually know the I've known, I've, like I said, I've like, even more so, I've like teenagers and hotheads have come in here and um, it's just calmed them down a tremendous amount, you know? Like they've come in and they're just like, you know, and after grappling and, and training and, and and sparring and stuff, they, when they get out of here, they don't. Someone looks at them wrong. They don't give a shit no more. You know, they they know. You know, they they, they train. You know, so it definitely calms everybody down for sure. Um, and this, I mean, we're talking about guys who just like you know tough upbringings and stuff. You know, and you know stuff like that. And the last thing they, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to do anything to this guy. You know, I know what I can do. You know, like I know he's an idiot. You know, and I know I can take him down choke him out in two minutes you know so I've, I've seen how many people it calms down and stuff like that in terms of you know and i don't mean like kids i just mean like more like young you know like teenagers and 18 19 year old kids you know like stuff like that you know chip on their shoulder kind of and they start training jujitsu and now all of a sudden they're you know kind of like chris here chris is a <laughs> yeah it's, it's such a chip on my shoulder <laughs> A hothead to the max, you know. But but like I, I, I won't say I, I definitely wasn't like that. But I knew guys that I've like I said I was close with that trained and definitely changed them around. You know. So what has drawn you? Because I and I, you know, people who don't know Paul, you played college baseball, right? You know, what drew me to MMA? What drew you to MMA versus pursuing another sport? I don't know. I. I I don't know. It just it was cool to me. Like when 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 I was introduced to me, you know, I saw this. Um, 
little skinny Brazilian guy. So so hang on. 1993, watching Hoist Gracie beat the shit out. So of I didn't. Other I didn't see. I didn't see MMA till '96. Really? So I didn't watch UFC. I saw UFC one on a VHS tape three years from later. like 16,000 movies or something. From like three years later. So I watched. I think I've. Um, yeah, because I didn't watch any of the pay per views until like. Oh wow! So you were, what? Really? So I didn't. So it wasn't until '96 that I started watching. So all the ones, the one, two, th- one, two, and three, I saw on VHS that were already filmed. Oh wow! So I didn't watch them till from the bottom shelf at Blockbuster Video. Yes, yes, that's exactly like that's we. So we, we Dean brought over VHS tape. So after that, then we actually started watching them on. That's when we started. Watching, we started really? watching pay per view, and then we actually we even went to one like in Louisiana. We went to a few of them. Did like, you really? Yeah, we took like you, uh, you and Dean as fans. Yeah, we went to like UFC twelve or something. Oh, like, that's you, awesome! Like, UFC, like one, we went to a few UFCs and shit, you know. So. Um, so yeah, so we went to a few of them that like we drove to like the Indian reservations and shit, like the casinos and shit. So no, but I kind of unlike what we're trying to do right now. What Dana's trying to do? Yeah, it. exactly. Well, full circle. Full Look circle, at that. Yeah. Like, so no tribal we, lands. But yeah, no, no. So yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even like ninety three. I didn't even know about the UFC. Like I, I saw the first three on VHF. He brought tapes over. I don't think he even saw them. Like he, like he started watching them a few months before I did, and he's like, "Hey, check this out." So then we started watching them and stuff like that. And then so I, you and Dean, so you and Dean were just two knuckleheads in high school together before, yeah, so UFC. I, yeah, like you training. And, and honestly, I didn't. I wasn't like I knew Dean, and we were we were close. But um, he cut my hair, but he didn't play sports in high school. So like, like I played football and baseball in high school and stuff like that. And so he, I, I like I said, it was was football the only like the closest thing to like a. A contact sport. Well, obviously, it's a contact sport, but it's like you said you didn't wrestle. Like, did I you do any sort of com- combat sports growing up? No, I didn't do anything. I just played baseball and and football. Which is weird because anybody that walks in now, and I, I mean, obviously, it's been your career for twenty plus years, but it's like people don't see anything else. But like this guy's fought. Like you know, right. you, I mean, fuck, you'll be in a fucking in the sauna, and the guy will look at your ears like, "Hey, you ever fight?" Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see where I wrestled. So. Yeah, so no, no. I, like, cause I, have, I just played football and baseball, and in like my my freshman and sophomore years, I played basketball, but it cut into baseball season, so I quit that. You know, I just, I just. <laughs> so no, but I never did anything else. You know, and then after, which is odd, because usually it's like you. It's, 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 it's a always wrestler. some sort of like a wrestler or a traditional martial artist that gets into MMA. Yeah, well, it was, it was you got well, an MMA. Well, what's crazy is when, MMA Dean, when Dean showed it to me, it was like he never did anything. Like he just like said he never he cut hair. No, he never. Yeah, he never. He never. He didn't play any sports in high school and stuff like that. You know, he was just. You know, he was. He was in the music. Serious? He d- he didn't do any sports in high school. No, he was in the music and like you know he was in the you know art and shit and like that and stuff. And then one day he's like, brought these VHS stuff over. And like, That's badass. We started watching UFC and shit, you know. And, and so I mean, he, he should have played. You know, he should have probably should have done. So obviously, you were a lot more passionate about martial arts than like a team sport like baseball, football, basketball. Not necessarily, but but. I, but it was new, you know, like, like, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but, um, every 20 years you start getting into something new, you know? So I was like, the, like someone asked me like, if I could only, fuck, I don't know if I should say this. Someone asked me if, if I could only climb mountains or do jujitsu, which one would I pick? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> because I've been doing jujitsu for like 23 years. So I'm like, damn, mountain climbing is a lot newer to me. You know, yeah, like exactly. I, I have some big goals I want to do in that thing, you know? Like, yeah. So, so that's kind of how, like I played baseball since I was five years old, you know? Like, so it's just like, you know, I played football for years and shit, you know? So, so, um, 
but no, jujitsu I'm gonna do forever. I would I wouldn't pick anything over jujitsu for seriously. But but um, but no, it was just it was new, it was exciting, you know. And I, I thought it was like like I said, literally when I started, I thought it was cooler than what the kids now see. You know, like if you see the UFC now, it's cool. But when you saw it, when I saw it, this dude wore a gi in the ring. Oh, and he yeah. was fighting three hundred pound guys. Now I don't care. Fuck that shit was cool, man. Like that shit was cool. Like I don't care what. Like yeah, it's cool watching these guys fight in Reeboks. It's a sport, but dude, this little skinny Brazilian dude was like. You know, he was fighting. Dude, when he beat Chemo? Dude, he, like, he was fighting guys. He was he went out in his gi and just like, he was like so much smarter, but he was like choking him out. That shit was cool to fucking every, like, I can't tell you how cool that was, you know, like, and every, like, that's why I was like, man, we got to learn jujitsu, you know, and that's when we like, you know, and I think when we started training, it wasn't necessarily to compete, you know, it was just like, we wanted to learn it, you know. It was just dicking around with each other. It was just, like, yeah, it was like, we wanted to learn jujitsu. It was like, it was like, that's cool, you know. When did it register with you guys that, that, oh shit, this actually works? Because I, it's definitely like well, no, it feels I, I, like a superpower when you. Well, go no, I think watching him registered with us. I think, I think, I think the UFC early UFCs proved it because he was like going against like other martial arts and you know, and like I said, and I've I've said this before and other things, not necessarily in this context, but I, probably five years before that, we'd have stupid arguments over like who would win a real fight between. Chuck Norris and no, Van Dam and fucking Steven Seagal. Uh, you know? there, like, we're yes. literally debating stupid shit like that. There you know? we go. Yeah, so you're talking about like you know, you know, we we were, we were talking about stupid shit like that, you know, and we were like literally serious, you know, like we were like, no, you know, well, you know. And clearly Van Damme would have won because he was at least a fucking... And he was an actual kickboxer. He was an so actually like, like 500 kickboxer. So yeah, he would have won for sure, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so we know that now. But at the time, though, we're like, we didn't know. Like He was actually a fucking Dutch kickboxer who was a, had a 500 record. So, But yeah, no, we didn't, you know, who knows, you know? like So we didn't, you know, that that's why it was cool shit, you know? So I, I, I do agree, like when, I, when guys want to fight now, it's like, oh, the UFC. But like, yeah, that's the same with me, but it's totally different though. Like, we didn't want to do it for money. It wasn't a career. It wasn't a career. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, we wanted to fight for money or, like, we, because back then there was no weight class. We never thought we'd even fight. Well, I, so my, the story I there remember. Was, there was no, there, I mean, there was no weight class. Well, we, that we, was the thing. We never thought we were going to fight ever. Like, we just, just, like, we just want to learn jiu-jitsu. So one of the, one of the first stories I remember you telling me about, about the fighting days, the glory days that, you know, I, I say jokingly, but. I think this is like my first or second week, but minutes, by the way. okay. Um, we were all sitting on the mats and you were saying we would show up and they would say, all right, everyone under 170 over here, yeah. everybody over 170 over there. Yeah, and, so, and they started pairing people up. So this was, um, so no, yeah, this wasn't, this was at, um, this would be when you're fighting back in like, so we were up here at uh, my first year at UCF and um, this promoter would throw fights at, um, this little bar, this college bar up at Headlights on Saturday afternoon. So it would be like, because Saturday nights would be bomb. It would like, if you were in college, it used to, I don't know what, where kids go to college. And I don't know what, where, but bars are the nice library where the fuck you guys go. But, um, it was kind of like that, you know, but it was like on a Saturday night. So, so during the day they would put a fucking ring or a cage up and they would throw fights and they would just get everyone who's local and just say, Hey, you want to fight? You know? And, was it, did they have an athletic commission back then? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. There was nothing back then. So they just like, you guys want to fight? So we'd show up and they would like, for, the first thing they would do was separate us by weight. 
you wouldn't know who you're fighting. They would just be like, everyone under 170, come over here. Everyone <laughs> above 170, go on the other side. And they would just like literally just start pointing at people like, you're going to fight him. You don't know who the fuck is who, you know. <laughs> but, it, you know, in their defense a little bit, we were all kind of new, so no one really knew fucking, you know. It would be different if there was like some secret black belts from Brazil. But there was no, you know, like I said, everyone was so new to training. So it wasn't super bad. Occasionally, you'd see the occasional mismatch. But, but yeah, that's kind of pretty much how it was. Did and, they give you any money? Oh no, we got a fucking bar tab. And you got most of us weren't even fucking holding for drink anyway, so it's stupid. Yeah, no, we got a fucking little cheap medal, but that's what I'm saying. We weren't fighting for like career or money. We just wanted to compete after we were training. So, um, so yeah, we'd 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 show up at these little bars and 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 fight, and there was no athletic commission, and and those are some of the toughest fights that I've ever been in, actually. So it was cool. I mean, honest question: Were you scared? of all of them yeah so but never scared of getting hurt though like i i just is that ignorance or is that <laughs> like no. you didn't realize you don't know what you don't know like no I, I think it was just like you're always nervous to compete i think that's so for me it's always been that you know like i was never worried about like getting hurt and shit i just didn't want to lose you know i think a lot of people and shit you know so but i mean like literally like back then some of the fights we had this one fight and um it's Juan. Juan Aconda fought in that same shot. So, Juan yeah. Aconda fought? Juan Aconda fought that same night. This is like fucking 98. It was at the Palladium. I remember getting out of class. I was at the UCF. I got out of class and I was like, I'm going to go fight. So, like, I would drive over to this place. And <laughs> me and this guy, like, uh, he was under 200. And so that was close enough, you know. And I was like 170. And we just. There was no commission, so you could kick to the face on the ground. So we ended up just. Did you have your were your were your hands bound or was it bare knuckle? No, we had gloves on and stuff. Okay. But like I, the I, Wano gloves. I remember we were like it was one twenty minute round, and so there was no rounds and shit. It was just one twenty minute fight, one twenty minute round. So like we were on the ground, we we're both trying to ankle lock each other. <laughs> this is like fourteen minutes, in, and he's heel kicking me in the face like over and over and over. And it just like it was so bad, and like the fight ended up being a draw. Like there's no ever recording of it, but it was the worst. Like I couldn't go to class for a week after that. Like we were doing stupid shit because we didn't know. Like back then we were still like, like Dean put like a fucking stake on my eye because he, like, <laughs> <laughs> he thought that actually would work. You know, like I don't know. Like, does that work? I don't know if that actually does something. I think it's just the cold. Yeah, like it was like we put a stake on my eyeball and shit. I have that's from watching Rocky, dude. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we, we used to do all, like I have fucking stupid fucking pictures of it, but it was bad, man. But that's like I remember getting out of class and like going to fight. You know, like that's how different it was. You know, like back then. You know, but so. But that was like the only because we never thought the sport would take off like it would. Like if we knew, like, hey, hey, this this shit matters. Like, hey, you got to like, we would like, like you know, back then we were just like, we were, we, hey, you train, let's go compete, let's have fun. You know, we never thought that the sport. You, you weren't like peaking. No, we never. Like, yeah, you weren't like taking well, no, to a. Yeah. yeah, no, no, shit, hell no. We never, and we never thought like you know, and then like two years later, like around two thousand is when we went to start going to Japan. Like Dean got the shooto, and then I went to shooto a little bit afterwards and stuff. And that's when it was like, okay, we, you know, like it's, it's, now we got to take this shit serious. But before then. Like, I mean, we have so many fights that weren't ever recorded and shit, and, like, it was weird, though, but it was, like, some of the toughest things that, like, you, like, we ever did, you know? How did, how did one get noticed? Like, Dean fought then? in a mall one time. Like, the one time they put a cage up in a mall, and, like, I swear to God, like, he fought this, like, this Muay Thai guy. Like, the guy was, like, fucking 200 pounds. I'm, oh, like, Dean was, like, yeah, it was He's fucking. Like 160. Yeah, he was, like, no, he wasn't even that heavy. I guess I'm, you know, like. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was bad, man. But you know, Dean ended up choking him out, but it was just so funny there, you know, like Because the, he knew jujitsu. Because he knew jujitsu. Oh. Like, yeah. yeah, and back then no one knew jujitsu. Everyone was just like, yeah, it was just like so So how did like to get to get your foot in the door when when in in something that's like budding like this, how did a guy like you, how did guys like Dean get noticed? Like, did you guys apply anywhere, or did the guy happen to come and see you guys fight so, in one of these so local events? We had a local guy here, and you know, rest in peace. But his name was Jamie Levine, and he's got a bad rep, mixed rep in MMA and stuff like that. But he threw a big show here in Orlando. Some of those DVDs, bro. Yeah. So he he threw a he threw a show here and stuff like that, and he worked with us a lot. He was kind of our manager for a few years and stuff like that. But um, but because he threw a uh, he ended up throwing a big show. At one point, the WF. If you look at his card in yeah. oh yeah his yeah. card was bigger than the UFC like he it, had some legit yeah no things. his his cards were bigger than the UFCs in like 2000 2001 and he you know he threw some big cards and because he was our guy he was he was the guy speaking for us you know he got us some he got us in the door in a lot of places and stuff like that so that's he put us on his shows obviously you know and then that got us into hook and shoot when we drive to Indiana and stuff and Remember the whole? There's a name. Yeah. So then after that, then we went to Shooto. You don't know what Hook and Shoot is, do you? Yeah. No, of course not. No. <laughs> so then once after after Hook and Shoot, we we started fight. Yeah. Um. Once we got into Shooto, then it was all like we we could we could do whatever we wanted from there and stuff like that. But you were was, in UFC 13. No, no, it was no. After like 31 or 32. Oh, 30, yeah, yeah. You fought uh, like that, Tony so. D'Souza. No, that was in WFA. I don't even remember half yeah. the guys. So I remember um. Yeah, that was like two thousand or something. Because yeah. I got offered a few more fights in the UFC, and um, it just wasn't at the time. It, just, it was better to go to Japan. So. Yeah, yeah, because that's where the money was, right? Like mm-hmm. they appreciated fighting more. Yeah, it was just a better. The the options were better in, in the UFC and stuff like that. So and I, you know, so it was what it was and stuff like that. You know, it wasn't until two thousand six that people wanted to fight in the UFC. You know, so yeah. how did you end up in ADCC trials? Same thing. I was just I was competing a lot and shit. I gotta run. All right. Um, oh, we finally got you on. Uh, we finally got you. It took another. We're winding meters, this down anyway. Yeah, we're winding. Um, no, nah, I just like I I'd been grappling a lot. I won a lot of Naga super fights. I'd won a lot of you know. So, um, I got the. You have to answer this before I go. Um, answer it after I leave. Message to all the students during all of this nonsense. Oh, we already did. <laughs> you already said work on your mental health. Were you not listening? Yeah. Were you not a good student listening? Three. Yeah, so like so yeah, when I went to the Abu Dhabi thing, um where were the trials held? Um fuck. Indianapolis? Indianapolis? And was it open invite or No, no, you had to get it was a, it was a qualifier. You had to get invited and stuff okay. like that. So there was, you know. So yeah, that was that was how that was but no I had won a, um, a bunch of super fights and Naga super fights and stuff and because I had fought and stuff like that I got an invite I made it to the finals until I ran into Matt Sarah and then Matt Sarah fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know it was it was what it was Matt Sarah was like at the time Matt Sarah was Henzo's first black belt he was supposed to win a tournament and stuff you know he was one of the first American black belts and stuff and and then um, he, he admitted later that he actually threw he made it to the finals in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, and he threw it to Machado. But <laughs> but no. But even like when we were going, like you know, he neck cranked me. But he would. He was clearly better than me though, at the time. Sure, I was I was probably a blue belt at the time. You know, like I, I was. You're a f- blue belt competing in uh, in ADCC. Like that's the level then. 
for me because I wasn't formally trained in jujitsu. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Matt was. There was other black belts there, but I wasn't. I hadn't. You formed, had grappling experience, but not formal. I had, yeah, no, I had already fought in the US. I already yeah, fought. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I just hadn't. I just hadn't um, formally um, got belted. Gotcha. I hadn't formally started with a jujitsu instructor gotcha. for another year or two. So, so I was. I mean, so I was probably at a blue belt level and stuff like that, you know. But when I went there, like I said, I had to go against like. Mikey Burnett, who had already fought in EOC, Dennis Hallman, who had already beat in grappling, but um, Dennis had won the Abu Dhabi trials the year before. He went to the Abu. He, he actually submitted Jeremy Horn a few guys the year before in Abu Dhabi and shit. He was there, so I had to go against him. So I had a pretty tough bracket and stuff. But I mean, that's the only grappling match I've ever lost. Actually, <laughs> it's a messer, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. You know, Matt's a cool dude. You know, like I, you know, and like I said, he's, you know. Hey man, UFC. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I, honestly, I honestly, I think if he would have just, you know, he was one of the best grapplers. You know, he, you know, he, he just switched to MMA. What know. what weight class was were you guys fighting? So that was at like sixty nine. So 69. yeah, and we were both probably fifty fivers. You know, yeah, yeah. So. Well, that was always his thing. He was always kind of chunky. Yeah, and I was like I said, so I was too. Like so, so like my first like a lot. Of, I had a lot of fights at one seventy that. I probably should have been fighting at fifty five. You know, so because like, I weighed like one sixty seven, one sixty eight. Yeah. You know, so. So, but yeah. All right. Well, dude, as we close this down, um, you're you're a big goal setter. What and and you've actually been public about goals. Like I know you post on social media for for whatever reason, accountability because you just want to put out there. Um, what are you kind of like now that I know this Corona thing's throwing a wrench in a lot of people's goals? And yeah. Stuff. Fuck. Yeah. My 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 life is throwing a wrench this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for, the, for those of you guys who know, I've I've had a few big wrenches thrown into me all life this but, year. Regardless of that, um, moving forward um, for the rest of this year, um, what's like one or two of the things you're you're trying to focus on? So what do you? Like, it could be personal. It could be business. Whatever you want. Like. <sighs> That's um fuck man. <laughs> All right, well I know I know you're trying you're you're on your way to get best shape of your life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well that, well, that well that one everyone knows that one. That one that one's kind of easy and stuff like that. So, um, but how about uh for the for the academy and your own personal jujitsu goals? Um, yeah, well, I don't want to like. <laughs> All right, we, 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 <laughs> no, hold on, no, no. So let me say, so for the academy, like I don't have any like like artificial goals per se. You know, I do have like certain student counts I want to get, but it's not even like for me. If I like, and this is like, I, I did, I did have like, okay, I want to get to this number of students, but that's not, you know, you know how I get to that number of students is taking care of the ones I have. So this whole shutdown is like put in perspective to me, like, um, like it's actually motivated me. Like it's, it's weird, but it's actually motivated me. I, I cannot wait to open. I want to get back to work. I, this has been the longest I've ever taken from not teaching, you know? So I actually want to get back to like, like get on the floor and I want to get back to connecting with my people and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I did, I did have a student goal, but the, 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 you know, to, the amount of students I want to teach stuff like that. But the, the, the biggest thing with that is though is to take care of my existing students and that never stood more clearly than now is like god damn you know like the people who the people who are sticking with me through all this bullshit right now it's like jesus christ man i'm gonna hug the shit out of fucking all of you <laughs> most well yeah no fucking all of you i'm uh, all of you i'm gonna hug the shit out of all of you stuff like that so so um on on, on on a personal level you know i just like i said I, that's that's a tricky one because i've gone through you know, uh, you know, yeah. uh, that one's tricky, right? So far this year, you know, like I've I've had to re like, um, 
I really looked into the Tony Robbins thing this year um, and goal setting and stuff like that. And I've had to go back and readjust my goals. Sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, usually you don't do it this early, but I've had to because of this Corona yeah. thing and because of my personal life, you know, like I've, so I've had to go back and like, you know, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm I definitely want to reconnect with some people. I definitely want to like, you know, um, you know, definitely be a better coach, but definitely be a, you know, uh, you know, a better friend to some 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 of the people out there and stuff like that. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm 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 staying positive through all this, even though I'm complaining about the fucking armbar and pillows with no arms and shit. You know, that's driving me crazy. But but um, but through all this, you know, I'm, I'm staying positive with it. I'm actually optimistic. You know, I'm very like I this is going to end. Like I I know people are like. You know, if if I sounded pessimistic today, this all is going to end. Life's going to go on. We're going to succeed. The like the gym's oh, going to yeah, everyone's going to get better at jujitsu. We're all going to. This is all going to get better. I'm I'm 110 percent certain of it. You know, so um, no matter who wins the fucking election in November, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, be, this is bigger than that. Yeah, you we're still I mean? gonna. Like, everything's going to be. You know, so I'm like I, you know, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm narrowly focused, but at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm in a good place. So considering all things that are that are yeah and i think everybody is is super excited for you know to get back to their routine and everything yeah but but let me say this though because this might be something i don't know you know because i am actually like you know one of my goals was to get in shape and get lighter this year, but I, I'm actually going to compete this year a lot, you know, so. Oh, he's saying yes, it on record. there it is. Yeah, I went, I went, <laughs> it's on record. It's Look on out. record. So, like, there it is. So, like, like I am actually looking forward to um, getting out there. I'm, I don't care if it's where, where it's at, you know, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's, you know, if it's the local Naga tournament. I'm Like I said, I don't care if it's the fucking No Geek Worlds later this year. I don't care what it is, but I'm, I'm actually looking forward to getting out there and, and um, competing i actually need to you know so that that's that's definitely one of my goals this year i that was one of my goals i set in january in december so before all this bullshit happened that was one of my goals so i knew that you know so when you when you see me like pushing a sled and fucking feeling like shit that that's one of my motivations behind it you know it's not just to look good aesthetically later but which helps but (laughs) 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 which i because i i put that out there too you know but but one of my goals right now is to is to get there and stuff like that so it's to compete this again this year and I, i've said that before but not initially with this necessarily this, this gravitas yes no not with this gravitas you know like i i feel like I almost have something to prove you know like i just you know so that's that's a weird thing to say you know but well I, if that's something that that I don't mind saying on behalf of, of, of the students here, you don't have to do anything on behalf of the students. You know what yeah. I mean? If that's something you want to prove to yourself, that's fine. Yeah, just... But, you yeah, know, I, I, yeah. I feel like I almost have something to, to prove right now. So just like, damn, I, I got to... You know, so so that and that, but that that motivates me. That gets me up. That, that you know, like, you know, when I don't want to do something, it just makes me think of it. I'm like, all right. I can't tell you guys to do something and, you know, and then fucking. Well, hey, man, I mean, and and your opponents might be, might, are training too. Like, that's always, whenever, when I've been ever, I've been competing in in my tennis days, it was like, if I'm not training, that's the day that my opponents are getting stronger. So, the same thing. Um, Just, thanks for everything. You're the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and everybody, and and I'm, I'm saying this on behalf of everyone, like, the reason this gym is successful and the reason you have, so many members of this tribe is is a direct result of the work you put into it, and and uh, I know you're a humble guy, but um, but yeah, man, thanks. Yeah, well, I I appreciate it, and I look forward to being back on, man. So yeah, let's do it. All right.